I'm Des. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. sister yo 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 how's it going what's cracking not much over here what about you yep not a whole lot just um ready to crawl back in bed honestly i felt the same way it was so hard for me to wake up today i don't know why yeah my eyes feel really tired yeah it's the computer screens I didn't really look at one like that yesterday, though. Like, oh. no, my eyes have just been like this all day. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. It may be my allergies. We need to change the air filter. Homeowner shit. <laughs> I know. But, like, that's how I know when we need to change it. Because they told us we were going to change it more frequently for the first year that we lived here. And so anytime my eyes start acting up, that's when I know. Because, like... I can't remember if we talked about it when it happened, but the last time we had to change them, my eyes were like swollen for days. Oh. Yeah, they were really puffy. I couldn't even wear my contacts. It was bad. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just very sensitive, apparently. Yeah. Which hmm. is annoying, but here we are. Interesting. Interesting. Speaking of other things that are annoying, Tom fucking Sandoval. Tom is the epitome of, I don't even know, <laughs> yeah. but he's just, yeah, he is annoying, extremely. Like, I don't even know how to even, I don't know if there's ever been, other than maybe like Donald Trump, I don't know if anyone's ever annoyed me this much. Also, I mean in alignment with Donald Trump, I don't know if there's anyone else in America that is this out of touch with reality. Mm, that's fair. That we know of, at least. But, right. That's within the public eye. Right. Um, yeah, it's concerning. Truly, mm-hmm. I touched on this last week. Like, it's, I know this happened last year. However, yeah. he's still doing stupid shit in 2024, mm-hmm. and it's only February 24th. Yeah. So, like I, I want to use that as an excuse, like, oh, this was a year ago. It was still really fresh, da da da. da but you're still continuing to make stupid mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I don't even. And like the thing is, he doesn't even see them as mistakes. That's what's mm-hmm. crazy. No, not at all. It's very strange to me. Yeah, it's odd. But with that, I guess we should just jump right in because we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what were some of your, I guess, just kind of like passing thoughts about this episode of VPR? That the theme for this season is projection. Mm-hmm. We saw that throughout this episode. Yes. Um, and then another passing thought is that Allie is the queen of this group. Yes, <laughs> today, tomorrow, and always. Like, <laughs> I just really fuck with Allie. I do too. I yeah. really, really like her. It's so funny because... I think when we were introduced to her last season, I was kind of like, what is this girl going to be like? Is she going to be mm-hmm. like Rachel 2.0? Mm-hmm. You know, what is, 
and she just, I don't know. I don't know if it's because she's been on a reality show before or just because she's more sure of who she is as a person, but it's like a totally different relationship rather between like her and James and him and her and, and everybody Rachel. else. Yeah, that's true. Everybody yeah. does really like her. Like, yeah. Which is interesting because people in this group do not warm up to strangers like that outside of Sheena anyway. Right. <laughs> Sheena and Schwartz. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. One of the things that I thought was interesting is that even though Ariana is still in the mix, we're not as focused on her as we are on Sandoval. And I think it's because like Sandoval said in the last episode, like Ariana, I mean, not that she doesn't care, but she has very much like, okay, this happened. The world is doing my dirty work for me. So let me just focus on me, which is a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) And it's funny because I think we're getting, it feels like we're getting at least less camera time with her. But I think I'm also realizing that before where it would have been scenes of like her and her friends or her and Tom. Yeah. Those aren't together anymore. So it's very different than what we've seen before. Yeah. I thought it was so funny that in the opening scene with her and Katie, that they're talking about how they had the same Lyft driver from the night that the breakup happened. I was like, what are the odds? That's wild. That is wild. So like crazy. she was saying that that guy if he only knew how much money he, he could quit fucking lift an uber yes he could have at least until the end of last year yeah <laughs> there yeah. are so many people who would have paid to have a conversation with that man mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly but that's how you know he's a good dude yeah because mm-hmm. he didn't even yeah. think about it or maybe he just didn't realize who they were right which is <laughs> hilarious huh hilarious yeah the only other like random thoughts that I had were that Schwartz's plant thing is getting annoying. Like it was fun at first, but now it's just like, it's like another little bit and I'm over it. Really? I would yes. love friends to send me plants. But he said, like, but Alec, like she said, that's the third plant he'd given them. It's like every time he saw them, here's a new plant. Here's a new plant. What if I don't like the plant you gave me? What if but- I want to pick out my own plants? It's healthier than always bringing someone a bottle of alcohol as a housewarming gift. I mean, you could bring a candle, you could bring a cookie platter, you could bring some charcuterie. I don't know. I would like to get a cookie platter. I mean, you also don't have to bring anything. You could just show up. Plants are just like, I feel like, because I want a house full of plants. We're working on it. I just bought another one last week. Mm. Now I have a total of four. Mm -hmm. But I just think plants is like the ultimate you're adulting, you know? I guess. My mind. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Shorts, keep bringing the plants. I love it. I'm over it. But I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Brock just needs to shut the fuck up. Like he just doesn't really add anything at all ever. And I'm over him being on the show. What did he do this episode? I think partially it's like <laughs> the dinner that he had um, where like him and Sheena go out to dinner with James and Allie and they were kind of like debriefing the whole like Lisa Vanderpump conversation and he's basically you're starting to see him by playing both sides of the situation mm-hmm. and I'm like Brock just stop mm-hmm. been in this group for five seconds I get that you want to support your wife but like your wife can speak for herself right you are right. just a side character in the situation not a main character and you never will be you're still not in the opening credits and you won't be so just let it go 
Gotcha. I don't even pay attention when Brock's honestly, if they're if I really don't pay attention when Sheena or Brock speaks. Um, <laughs> unless like if it's just them two. Like the episode where they were arguing about Sheena's OCD and shit. I was like, okay, fast forward. Right. Next. Like Sheena's always just been very boring to me. Um You think so? so? I mean, like, maybe not boring. Maybe boring's not the right word, but I've always just been like, oh, it's Sheena. Okay, who cares? And I just keep it moving. I'm not so, invested in Sheena, but correct. she brings the drama. Like, I, I like seeing what she's going to do, but I don't actually care about it, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I could do without Sheena on the show, 1,000%. So I just try to fast forward through her parts. Or I just, like, zone out. I'll, like, <laughs> start cleaning or something. So, yeah, I didn't even peep that whole... No, what I did peep, though, from that conversation was that I think um, Brock made the comment, like, we're not choosing Team Ariana. And Allie yes. made the face, like, mm, right. Minute. That's not what I said. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, Brock, chill out. Chill mm-hmm. the fuck out. Again, you just got here. Like, yeah. you don't really need to have an opinion about this, but okay. Correct. Correct. But getting into some of the meat and potatoes of the episode, um, I think the only real comments that I have about Ariana, other than just her existing and just pure perfection the whole scene where she is like basically adjusting her makeup in the confessional while she's also calling out schwartz about how he's so out of touch with who she is as a person but he feels like he needs to have an opinion and then she says yeah just like a man yes chef's kiss that was was wonderful that was that was hilarious (laughs) (laughs) ariana i love it so great mm-hmm. we're getting back to the ariana bef- i mean like sadly bef- like the ariana who ariana was before she got with tom because yeah. i think we all knew it and people tried to say it throughout this 10 years like ariana you not had to dumb yourself down but you definitely dimmed your personality yeah and existed in tom's shadow as tom as tom clearly makes all of his close friends partners that if the others do mm-hmm. so, yes i'm glad to see this this ariana again it's beautiful me too. I just love that she's just being, I don't know, just more herself. I think mm-hmm. she feels more in her own now. And I really enjoy that with her. Yeah. Truly, truly. Sandoval, on the other hand, when he and Billy Lee, who again Listen. popped up and they go into this Listen. polar plunge thing, I'm like, Tom, you finding ways to handle your feelings should not be a cold plunge. We need therapy. We need lots and lots <laughs> and lots of therapy. Like, I mean, you need maybe even multiple therapists. You, I just don't understand. And I'm hoping that he is in therapy because he doesn't say whether or not he is, which makes me think that he isn't. Yeah. But he needs to. He needs to go because he's not processing anything. The dots are not connecting. And no one is really trying to, like, help him understand why he keeps getting negative reactions from people even to this day he just needs help but also he doesn't care like people go to therapy because they know that there's a problem you're right they want to do better you're right tom sandoval the narcissist who says lala's a narcissist because she won't admit it well tom guess what you're in the same fucking boat Mm-hmm. Um, you will not he yeah he just doesn't care enough to go to therapy because he doesn't think that he's the issue <laughs> but you know what's even wow. crazier though because he's so focused on optics why wouldn't you just say you were going 
you know? I don't understand that about him. He's just like, I want people to know that I want to do better and I want people to forgive me, but I'm not taking any of the steps to make that happen. Yeah. I'm just doing the same shit every single day. Like, I don't understand that. Like, in my mind, if your ego is so bruised easily, why wouldn't you at least pretend to be doing something better, you know? That's a great question. I, think <laughs> I just don't answer, understand. Though, I think the answer is that that is logical. Yeah, you're right. And I don't think Tom Sandoval has been operating from a place of logic in a really long time. He has really mm-hmm. let this little Bravo celebrity status get to him. Mm-hmm. So, You're yeah. Right. Um, but also, like, right. him, this whole fucking scene, so dramatic. And he's standing there, like, fawning over him while he's mm-hmm. in the and her just fucking sitting there staring at him. Like, that was when- the exact word I used when I was talking about it the other day to somebody. What's That's that? crazy. Fawn. Yeah. Like, she's just sitting there staring at him like one of... uh charles manson's girlfriends mm-hmm. you know like after they committed that murder of what what was that girl's name Oakland? i don't know oh she was some actress i think or maybe she was a politician's wife whatever but like that's what she's giving just oh like, sharon tate was that sharon her? tate that's it i think that's her okay that's it. yep yeah that's what she and then when he 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 goes so like he turns over and dips his head in and mm-hmm. it up. I was like, first of all, projection production, y'all are dumb as fuck for like <laughs> actually it just it's just like guys, this looks <laughs> like a literal scene out of a Randall Emmett film, and that is not <laughs> that is not the path we should be trying to go down, you know? It is doing self-production per usual. But that's what he's giving them. And I think like in like this New York Times article that we'll talk about later, like you just got to take what you get from Tom and let him make an act of himself. Foolish. Yeah, yeah, because that's exactly. exactly what he's doing. Exactly. And then when he's in, cuts to his fucking confessional during this mm-hmm. scene and he's like, it's always the people closest to you that seem to hurt you the most. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, because I felt like Ariana feels like that there. too, Tom. But Tom. You've been an outcast for five minutes. Literally. You literally cheated on your partner of 10 years with someone she considered. Yes, Rachel, we know. You don't Mm -hmm. consider anyone a best friend. Fine, we get it. That someone your partner of 10 years considered a best fucking friend. For seven months. Right, for seven months, if not longer than that. But you have been hurt by the people closest to you, a.k.a. Raquel, because she won't talk to you? Because she knows fucking better at this point, because the therapy helped her at least enough to realize that being in a relationship with you anymore was not the move. Which also, when him and Billy Lee are having their little debrief after that cold plunge bullshit, and mm-hmm. he felt like, or she was saying, I feel like you are abandoned by Raquel or whatever, mm-hmm. you her, or whatever that bullshit was. Mm-hmm. On Rachel's podcast this past week, Rachel says he knew going into special forces because he tried to say in this episode, well, when I, when I was leaving for special forces, I told her I loved her and, you know, I'd see her soon and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Nope. Nope. Mm. Nope. Rachel fact checked all that shit. And she said Love that mom sent her a gift package hmm. and it was like a friendship lamp, which oh <laughs> if we were like 13 going to space camp, cool. <laughs> But considering, Tom, you're 40. 
sending your 29 year old girlfriend a, a friendship lamp oh my god and her a friendship lamp something else and then a letter but in the letter she so she before she read the letter was like oh my gosh this was so thoughtful mm-hmm. but then she read the letter and the letter was like insulting her like <gasps> i can't believe that you're being so dependent on a place trying to convince her to leave oh he said <laughs> when they spoke with him going to special forces, she was like, yeah, you should go because she was like, I know I needed a break from him. I told him that mm-hmm. was it. Mm-hmm. Was like that point at that point, she knew he didn't love her because no one who loved her would try to encourage her to leave a mental health facility that Never. she clearly needed to be in Mm-mm. just so he wasn't quote unquote alone in the world. I cannot with this man. Oh. I can't. And then though, for Billy Lee to say, like, oh, are you interested in dating? You need to not. No, no. You need to sit the fuck down and be alone for, like, years. Years, years, and years. You need to just drop off the face of the earth, live off the grid for a little bit, and really figure out who the fuck you are and what you want. Because you, sir, have no idea. And the fact that in real time he has another woman who has agreed to date him is psychotic. She's psychotic. He is psychotic. This is stupid. It's just stupid. You don't need to be dipping into another relationship. You've been on, you've been in a relationship ever since I've known who you are. Mm-hmm. With yeah. multiple people. It's not even like you've been with the same person the whole time. Most of that time and not all of it. It's just crazy. It's just crazy, crazy. And then he's all like, people just don't know how much I'm hurting. I'm like, because no one, you're not saying that, Tom. That may be like how you start a sentence. But then you'll go on to say like, oh yeah, but they fucked me over like this and they fucked me over like that and blah, blah, blah. It's never about just how you're feeling. It's always about how other people have wronged you. When you were the one that caused all of this, all of it. And that's the thing too. Rachel makes another point in her podcast to say like, dang, I lost my thought. I had it while you were there, but then I lost it. Okay, maybe it'll circle back to me. I don't know. But yes, um, it is. And just like we know Tom self-produces, right? Mm -hmm. But also, I feel like he's trying to sell this I'm in love with Rachel storyline because Mm -hmm. he knows and we all know that Ariana has already moved on at this point in time. Yeah. He's like, I can't let her one up me in that space. You know, I I feel like that's a, a motivation for him to want to quote unquote be with Raquel so badly or get her to see the that. meadows. Yeah. I could see that. But also it's just like Tom, just stop. Just stop. And even like when he's talking to Schwartz and Joe, which that scene was so interesting. Uh, her cutting Tom's uh, Schwartz's hair. Um even while she's talking to them, he still can't humble himself enough and he keeps complaining about the podcasts. And I'm like what 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 are you talking about i don't understand because he brings up this whole thing of like you know sheena and lala they taught america how to treat me no one needed to fucking listen to them to learn how to treat you i watched the bullshit that you did and that to me said you're a shit person so yeah i'm not gonna like you tom i'm just not gonna like you and sorry i don't need to be convinced by lala and sheena that that's the path i need to go down are you fucking dumb no, literally, I wrote the exact same thing in my notes. I was it's like, so stupid. they showed the world how to treat you and Raquel. And I said, sir, as much as I love Lala, 
my brain functions apart from Lala's. Um, and I never want my brain to be on the same page as Sheena's. So there's that. Um, right. We're all very capable of having our own thoughts and feelings about you in this situation mm-hmm. apart from two of your coworkers. Um, and also, maybe they taught the people who had never seen Vanderpump Rules how to treat you. Sure. But for stands like Destiny and I, who have been watching since day fucking one, Tom, mm-hmm. it's not very hard for us to continue to shit on you. Mm-mm. Not hard. Because you, again, and again, and again, and again, which no one seems to be mentioning. Like, even in all the podcasts I've listened to, no one has been able to be like, listen, Tom, since season one, which if we had Jax on this show, Jax mm. is the person to mm-hmm. point out and make it make sense for everyone who doesn't understand. From mm. day one, you have been the fucking authority on everyone else's life. You yep. have been the authority on everybody else's relationships. You yep. have been the authority on taking fucking accountability. You have mm-hmm. been the authority on being open, sharing all parts of you. It's part of the job. It's what mm-hmm. our want, blah, 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 blah. So for now, you to be facing all those things that you used to self-proclaimed be the 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 fucking king of and you can't sit there and take your own advice when you have told people in similar situations the exact same situations to Mm do we are asking you to do you still can't fucking do it that my nigga is the problem it's you yeah period and it will always be you and that's why when Lisa is trying to like intervene on behalf of him, projection grinds my gears so much. And I know that she actually feels bad for Sandoval. And I'm not saying that I somewhere deep down in the very human part of my heart don't feel badly for him. I can't imagine what it would be like to get all this hate from an entire country. Probably people abroad have it mentioned at all these like huge things. I can't imagine what that feels like. Also, though, I would never do anything to put myself in a situation where that would be what was happening to me. However, however, at the same time, I don't trust her motives because even though, sure, she did have the situation with her brother, I also feel like part of her, and they even talk about this in the New York Times article, part of her is also trying to save the show. Because if people don't want to hang out with Tom or don't want to be around Tom, then where does the show go? And well, not to that. Rachel didn't make that point in her podcast, but a similar point because she was like, it was triggering for me to watch this past episode and see how over the top Lisa is being about trying to extend all these resources to Tom mm-hmm. and wanting people to rally behind Tom. She mm-hmm. was like, but where was that same concern when it came to me and my mental health? Mm-hmm. If you're really only concerned about mental health. Right. And you know for a fact that I checked into a mental health facility. Mm-hmm. You haven't come to say boo. And so, have extended my stay multiple times. Right. At this point. And she was like, in her opinion, Lisa has an affinity towards the men mm-hmm. of rules mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. the women seem disposable. Totally, totally. Like, mm. But where's the lie, though? Because, like, really. Literally, with really. everybody. I would say other than Jax. Because, like, she will still give it to Jax. Yeah. But even she still, still she would still forgive him more quickly yes. than any of the women, for mm-hmm. sure. And it's her pattern, because she's always done this. Anytime yep. any of the dudes have ever messed up, Fucked even up. all of those times with James, 
yep. every single time he did something, she mm-hmm. was always right there, ready to mother him yep. every single time. And this is also something they talked about on the morally corrupt podcast as well. But like, there is a double motive there of like, yeah, sure. I do want Tom to be okay, but also I'm trying to maintain my livelihood here. Mm-hmm. And he's right. a part of that. And that's exactly. just why I can't like fully trust it coming from her. And I hate mm-hmm. saying that because I don't believe that she doesn't care, but I also think that underneath that, there's that underlying piece of imagery about it. And then too, I'm like, are you doing the same shit for Ariana? Like, exactly. that's why when Ariana is later talking about how, you know, I don't really care about how Tom feels because he didn't give a fuck about how I felt when he was doing any of this or when I found out about this. Like he was not concerned for me and he knows I have struggled with mental health challenges. We have talked about that. He's brought it up before when Mm -hmm. he shouldn't have. And so for him to talk like that about me so flippantly, Mm -hmm. why should I care? Why should I care? And I totally get, I totally get that from her and I don't understand why other people don't. In this moment, Ariana is at, is giving black girl energy. Okay, so much so, Ariana, and I love it. I am mm-hmm. fucking for it, and that's probably why the black people who watch the show are like, "And y'all sitting here crying about this nigga crying about his feelings? Who gives a fuck? Do y'all know right. who he is? How exactly?" So, but then also, what Rachel was saying is that Lisa is invested in the Tom Tom mm-hmm. name and the Tom Tom mm-hmm. brand. Mm-hmm. So like, even if like going beyond the show, going beyond you know, her having whatever weird connection she has to the men on this show, mm-hmm. like she has money tied into them. Yeah, so, which was dumb to do. So dumb. I don't know why she picked them out of everybody. Exactly. Yep. I don't know. And like Allie later on says, which is why I was like, she's a go to this episode. Yeah, I can have empathy for him and I don't need to come for him. But that doesn't mean that I have to like be his friend be with him. Exactly. And that doesn't mean that like the people who were hurt by him don't get to be hurt. Like that's just not, those things are not mutually exclusive. Like, mm-hmm. sure. Maybe I'm not like going to actively come at Sandoval anymore, but I'm still not going to fuck with you. Period. Which, and that's just what it is. From there, it takes me to the conversation with Sheena in the pool sharing mm-hmm. the conversation her and Lala had with Lisa yeah. and she was sitting there on the brink of tears and how she's mm-hmm. now quote unquote struggling because mm-hmm. and it goes to the after show when Ariana mm-hmm. was like you feel bad for someone who said he wasn't really friends with you he didn't mm-hmm. give a fuck about you mm-hmm. whatever else that he said about you and now you want to feel bad mm-hmm. like to each his own but Sheena come on lisa's sitting here telling sheena don't be a pushover follow your gut because sheena's like well is it worth losing my friendship with ariana the fact that you even have to ask Mm -hmm. yourself a fucking question this is how i don't know how white women are friends with other white women i don't see how they call each other best friends because there is no way if this if if this were michael and i do you think raven would be asking someone should i should I reach out to Michael? Is it worth losing my relationship with Jalen? No. Mm-hmm. Raven would be like, fuck Michael, as I have been with Raven about her ex. Mm-hmm. Black people just don't do this shit. So that's why it's so hard for me to understand how white women claim to have friendships. Because what is y'all's friendship based off of? If it's like yeah. the only other person besides Ariana would be Katie when it comes to loyalty. And mm-hmm. probably Stassi. Stassi. When it yeah. comes to loyalty, those three white girls, equivalent to one whole black woman. I love it. 
So for the rest of y'all that have friendships with other white women, what are y'all basing y'all's friendships off of? I will say this. For the white women that I'm friends with and have been friends with in the past, but maybe we're not as close as more or close anymore, they would never pull this shit ever. I really think it's a Sheena thing. I really do. Because I don't even think Kristen Mm -hmm. would pull this. Well, Kristen hates Tom though. But that's beside the point. Even if it was like somebody else, like even with Shay, I'm sure they all had friendships with Shay. They cut that shit off. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like, and I get it too, because Sheena and like they were talking about the after show was friends with Tom before Ariana. However, like maybe 10 months, get the fuck out of here. Right. However, and this is what they were also saying on the Morley Crep podcast. If my friend fucked over another one of my friends in this way, we're not friends anymore. So for her to have been able to see that in the moment at the end of season 10 and have chosen that path and to now be questioning that path, you're just fake as fuck, Sheena. And like, you should have never gone down that road of riding for Ariana if you weren't going to be able to stay on it. Because look at Katie. Look at Katie. Katie has questioned nothing. Katie has been right there by Ariana co-signing everything the entire time. And you're supposed to be one of Ariana's best fucking friends for way longer than Katie has been. And yet Katie and even Allie, who is brand new in this situation, I'm sure doesn't have as much history with Sandoval, but like she can even see that it's not, it's just not a thing. So like, I don't understand why she's so bent out of shape about it. And I get it. You feel like your friendships are really important to you, but I just couldn't trust you as a friend because I, again, I've never seen Sheena do anything that wasn't just for her because she feels badly. That's all it is. She's not concerned about Tom. Right. And because she, then she had the nerve to say, he was one of the best friends I ever had. What the fuck did he ever do for you other than put his arm around you at a fucking photo shoot? Come on, Sheena. Come the fuck on. I too am like, granted, he put his arm around her at a photo shoot. He came over and cooked healthy meals for you and Shay one morning for breakfast. Other than that, I really don't know what it is, again, that you're basing this great friendship off of. Because when I think of your relationship with Tom Sandoval, I think about the season when you were texting Ariana's mother behind her back saying mm-hmm. that Tom Sandoval was a bad fucking influence. Yep. So that right there, I mean, at that point, which obviously your character was called into question, which mm-hmm. is not as it continues to be but it's like if your quote-unquote best friend best girlfriend is dating your quote-unquote best guy friend and you think that he's a bad influence on mm-hmm. your best girlfriend then like why why would you support that relationship why were you pushing them to get together and why would you be friends with him why would you be friends with him that's what i'm saying like i don't i don't know if people have friendships like if i question anything about your character we're not we're friends. not friends. I'm not gonna call you a fucking friend. You can't go out and like what's the example? It's like even with Michael and his friend from Nevada, who I did mm-hmm. not like one bit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you lie down with dogs long enough, mm-hmm. you are going to wake up with fleas. Mm-hmm. You become like the people, the five people you spend most of your time with. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, but if there are things that are questionable about you, you're not in my space. Mm-hmm. Period. And I'm not going to then invite you Mm-mm. to be in the space of my best fucking friend. Nope. It's insane. Nope. Nope. And it's crazy because when she's talking with 
Katie in the episode prior about inviting Schwartz to emo night. I'm like, so you can say that Schwartz doesn't need to be around, but you're allowing Sandoval to potentially be around. Sheena, make it make sense, my girl. And mm-hmm. I'm sure I don't understand your, your extent of friendship with Sandoval and Schwartz. And maybe Sandoval was a really good friend to you. I really question your judgment when it comes to that and really question, do you even know what a friendship is? Mm-hmm. Maybe that is true though for you. However, yeah. those two examples right there, they're essentially the same thing. Katie's with, Katie was with Tom for what, 12 years. Ariana was with Tom, other Tom for almost 10 years. Same level of shit. And Katie and Tom's shit was amicable. Yeah. For the most part, it was all the shit after the fact, including the shit that you did trying to but push them together to with Raquel. But so who's end, the shitty friend, Sheena? It's you. It's you, bitch. It's fucking you. It's Man, when you put you. it like that, Sheena, bitch, you should be on the outskirts with Tom and Everybody. Tom. Yeah. Everybody. It just doesn't make any sense. But, but then also, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Nope. You go ahead. No, because I was going to shift topics. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, did you notice in this scene that Sheena has a lightning bolt tattoo? No, I did not notice that. Yeah. Where on is her, it? Like right here on her, Um, what is this called? Your wrist, your forearm, whatever. Oh. You call that area. But yeah. I was like, hmm, why does mm. Sheena have a lightning bolt tattoo? I don't fucking know. I don't hmm. know. I don't even want to know. I don't even Right? Know. Because Whew. that could be concerning. Well, and then I also forget that we also still haven't figured out why her and Schwartz made out. Right. That's coming. So yeah, Sheena, your your credibility yeah, is pretty fucking shot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's done. So and so yeah, when Katie, you and Katie's friendship options, they're gone. Oh yeah. They're at the fucking yeah, window after that. Unless this looks very differently than what the preview right. shows. But right. I don't know what you could say to justify that that would make Katie be like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. No. But no, maybe ma'am. it was like Tom Schwartz, because I have seen theories like maybe Tom Schwartz was giving an example of something by saying, it's not like, and then they just cut the it's not like part. Me and Sheena made out in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's I guess what's happening maybe potentially no because the way I I feel like the way he said it was like me and Sheena made out and people don't know about that but they could have cut it's not like and then just kept me and Sheena made out and people don't know about it maybe as a whole statement it's not like me and Sheena made out and people don't know about it you know maybe I don't believe it when I see it yeah yeah if if this is true yeah Sheena at the end of the day you're done you're fucking done yeah um so also at said pool party this whole conversation between lala and schwartz i understand her saying that she doesn't want to be angry i've also remember her saying she doesn't want to keep fighting people's fights Mm -hmm. however lala i need you to either practice some restraint or something because you just like go off and snap at people And then you come back a day or two later and you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I was projecting, which when you, what you said in the moment wasn't actually really that bad. Wasn't wrong. (laughs) It wasn't that bad. Like you saying like, leave Tom Sandoval. Like we know you didn't mean don't be friends with him. Right. Just don't be connected to him as much as you are. And like, if Tom Schwartz took that any kind of way and was like actually going to do that, that was on him. He, I mean, he didn't have to do that. And like, it's just, I had this whole, like, I don't want to be angry, but I'm also like, Lala, you don't have to be angry at people. You can just be like a Ariana and just be indifferent. Like, it doesn't have to be like a, 
every time I see you, I'm coming after you. You can just be like, well, they're there. I would rather not be here with you, but I am. I'm not going to be mad if you're there, but I'm also not going to like go out of my way to engage with you, but I'm not going to go out of my way to be an asshole to you. Like if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But this whole, and I really feel like the only reason she did this with Schwartz after post this Lisa conversation was also because she was like, well, Schwartz, I know you got shit going on with your dad and your brother. And you know, I lost my dad and I would mm-hmm. die if something happened to my brother. Again, it's just the projecting. The whole, like, I can put myself in the shoes that you're in right now, and you may be acting in ways that aren't normal for you, which is not true, because this is normally how Tom Schwartz is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just take it back. And just, I don't understand her. Lala is very much, and she admits this on her podcast, she is a Sour Patch Kid. First they're sour, and then they're sweet. You gotta stop. Also, I think having, again, because it's Lala, um, Having read her book, I think, and then also in doing the work that I'm doing with Carl, mm-hmm. shout out to Carl Moon. Um, mom and I decided to start calling him Carl Moon. Oh, yeah, Dr. Moon is so lame. I was like, That's your last name? <laughs> We're gonna go with Moon. Not Moon. everyone can be blessed <laughs> like we are, unfortunately. <laughs> so, um, I think though, yes, do, no, doing the work I'm doing with Carl Moon and having read Lala's book. She is just her first instinct is all is always to pounce mm-hmm. because of unresolved hurt. Yes, I know, Degundra, before you start speaking, there's other ways to deal with it. You don't have to deal with it at all. Just walk away, blah, blah, blah. But you know, not everybody's like that. So, you know, and I could totally relate to Lala in this situation too, because I feel like, especially in high school. I would, I was that friend who felt like I had to be involved in everyone else's shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, now I'm like, but for why? I don't know why you ever felt like that. Cause I've never felt like that ever. And I think, well, we can talk about that offline, but based on what I have talked about with Carl Moon, I think it was just a way of me to prove my worth as a friend to, mm. oh, which could be, could very much be what Lala's going through. I guess. I don't know. I'm just saying. No, I know. I know. I know. But like you said, like, and she, and like, she acknowledges, like, I keep fighting other people's battles, but I'm like, no one's asking you to do that. You're just doing it. Right. So like, after a point, you got to stop. Yeah. If you don't want to keep being viewed that way, Mm -hmm. just stop it. For sure. Don't just, you know, whatever. And then it annoys me even more because Schwartz can't even focus on it being just a moment about their friendship. He's like, got to sneak in the shit about Sandoval. And I'm like, stop it. Just fucking stop. Like Sandoval needs to be the one to come to these people and make the asks for forgiveness or ask for the conversations or whatever. You are enabling him to just sit there and wait because what I will tell you, anybody else in this group has not done is let somebody else fight their shit for them. Dossie, she came to people to have conversations with them, even fucking Sheena, who she hated at the time. I mean, she didn't really hate her anymore, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Jack, anytime he's ever fucked up. Kristen, anytime she's fucked up, but because, oh. because Tom can't handle it, he, I just, I don't understand how a four-year-old man can't say I'm sorry and just be done at that. That's a full sentence. I'm yeah. sorry. That's yeah. it. And if and you like, don't even know what you're sorry for, just starting with I'm sorry is good enough. But you can't you can't even give us that. <laughs> and not even not even yeah. apologizing for specific things. Just say, I'm sorry I hurt you. Right. That's yep. it. That's all I gotta say. And you would have been totally fine with most of these people probably already. Mm-hmm. And yeah. again, it will never be like that for Ariana, and that's fine. But right. 
Right. You need and to also accept be. that. Right. Just yeah. let it go. So yeah, I just, I don't know. And then I think the other quick little notes that I had about this episode too mm-hmm. were that James's obsession with pool parties is just so, so intriguing Listen, to me. I think James has an idea in his head about what it means to be an adult. And like, based on what mm-hmm. we know about his childhood, yeah, that's I can true. see why he has these very specific, like, I want a house. I want a fence. I want a dog. I want the wife. I want the career. Like, yeah. And I think that's why he's so into making sure that those things happen mm-hmm. because he's working so hard to not be what he experienced. Yeah. Which is yeah. fair. I could see that. But I also, I love him <laughs> and Lala's friendship. Like, no, I just listen. I just, I'm obsessed with them. I'm so happy they can have this conversation about sobriety and like why he, like it's now doing it again. Like mm-hmm. just, and they, I, you just don't see relationships like that, especially on reality TV, like ever. I truly think, I don't know what the definition of a quote unquote twin flame is. Mm-hmm. If there was an, ever an example, mm-hmm. I think James and Lala to a fucking T. A hundred percent. So like, I, I wouldn't want to say that they're, I mean, they might be soulmates, whatever, like, but, but like friends, soulmates. they don't always have to be romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twin flames either. I don't think twin flames also have to be romantic. Um, no. Yeah. But yeah, like, like she said, they instantly clicked when they met each other. Mm-hmm. Like even through all the shit that they've been through, mm-hmm. their relationship is very, very special. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just absolutely love it. And I hope she can help him get together because when I watched him chug that weed drink, I was like, James, <laughs> it may not be alcohol, my guy, but it's still a substance. So, yeah, but it's, he's not going to get angry from drinking weed or drinking hopefully. THC. It's just going to hopefully off the edge. It won't. It won't. Because the whole flame situation, I was like, my God, it just feels like lots going on here. But yeah, so I'm hopeful that that stays that way for him because he seems like a much happier person for sure and then looking at the after show we already talked about how ariana was just like sandoval's just so flippant about mental health that like okay i'm not gonna care about yours either like mm-hmm. whatever i'm sorry what before we talk about the after show oh what i just wanted to make one more comment oh yeah joe no one (laughs) and when i say no one bitch i mean fucking no one asked for your opinions Mm -mm. your thoughts your um non-verbals none of it we didn't ask for it and let me tell you joe i ride for lala if you haven't noticed okay (laughs) so for you to be like oh finally i'm so Mm -hmm. glad to hear that bitch Mm. all the fuck back but, okay. you know, the only thing I will say about it is since she was friends with Kristen and Kristen doesn't fuck with Lala, I feel like she also probably got some shit from Kristen about Lala that has influenced her outlook on Lala without having experienced Lala for herself. That's fair. That's fair. But even still, bitch, you didn't experience it. Right. So shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Take several fucking seats. No one, literally no one likes you. Mm-hmm. You, you weaseled your way onto this show like you're just as much a shit person as the group of people that you're sitting with mm-hmm. the fact that you're a cancer really makes me upset and i hope you're mm. near my birthday but i googled it and couldn't find it so fuck you and fuck off maybe she's closer to the gemini side i hope so <laughs> yeah but no i'm actually really close to the gemini side like i'm right on the cusp oh that's fair it's your gemini so hopefully she's more on the leo side 
Mm, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Continue. So yeah, again, they talk about Sheena and her friendship with Sandoval and that whole thing. And I just, we've already belabored it. She doesn't have a backbone. It is yeah. what it is. Like, if you want to be friends with Tom, just be fucking friends with Tom. Don't him and haw about it. Like you're either right. going to do it or you're not. You're right. for doing it as far as I'm concerned. So we're going to think that you're don't expect to be him. friends with Ariana anymore. That's really right. all I can say. And honestly, like the fact that you're even considering it just makes me be like, fuck you, Sheena. So like, regardless of if you even decide to go through it or not, the fact that you're considering it just goes to prove our point that Mm -hmm. what the witches of we who have been saying since literally season fucking two, you have no backbone and you won't throw one. And there's Mm -hmm. no sense in us trying to hold out hope that you're finally going to stand your fucking ground because you have shown us that even when it comes to your best fucking friend, Mm -hmm. you're not. And there's like irrefutable evidence like this shit exactly. was proven wrong. Exactly. Like he admitted it, Raquel admitted it. Like everyone knows this is true, and you still, you still can't just say, "I don't give a fuck, yeah. Sheena." You get so over it. Like you, you have suck. so many friends, according to you. What's losing one? Hello. It's just dumb. But then this is also where Lala gets me again because I'm like, she's sitting there saying she's struggling with it. Let her struggle. I don't understand why she's mad at you for trying to be friends with Tom when she still is in the same house with him. And I'm like, Lala, if you compare this shit again, shut the fuck up. Shut that up. Was, yeah, that was in poor taste for sure. Like to say that she doesn't have a leg to stand on because she still lives in the house with Tom. Like money is more like you are fortunate that you didn't have money in the house with that you shared with Randall. Exactly. Oh, so, Quite frankly, the situations are not are nowhere near the same. No. You to try to use that as a way to justify Sheena wanting to be friends with Tom after that. Mm-hmm. It's not no. The answer no. is just not good. And then the only other thing about the after show that I noted was that Schwartz was talking about how he fell from grace. And I'm like, you fell from grace because you fucking lied. You <laughs> lied for Sandoval. You let him cheat with Rachel at your home. And that during, is why you were wrapped up in this as well. That's right. it. And even during the episode, he was like, I'm not just Tom, accomplice to the affair. Yes, you are, Tom. You are literally an accomplice. Are you you right. enabled the affair to happen. For you seven even fucking months. covered for him by pretending that you and Raquel were trying to have a thing right. and then kissed her on camera. Like, Tom, what? Get the fuck out of here. You just, you're just mad. And like, at the end of the day, yes, you can still be Sandoval's friend and support him, but you don't have to constantly defend him. Exactly. This man needs to be able to stand on his own and defend himself. You can't keep doing it for him. And that's why I loved when this whole article came out and Katie was like, Schwartz, you want to come defend him now? Huh? Mm, oh. article, So I can't wait to hear your... Um... Thoughts. oh my god so i read it but then i also listened to someone reading it it the shit was oh, hilarious really? it was like a it was like a short story it was I'm wild yeah yeah no listen to it listening to it's way better oh, than okay. reading it who did you listen to so it's on the new york times like website oh okay yeah so if you go to the article there's like a little place where you can like listen to it being read like an audiobook instead of reading all the way through it. Cause it's long as fuck. It's like 40 minutes when they read it. So oh, I just listened to it while I was at the grocery store yesterday. I was okay. like, wow, this is a lot. Okay. Um, I would definitely recommend that like, don't be working out or something. Cause there's a lot of things where you're like, 
you would maybe have a reaction that would cause you to like maybe slip off the treadmill or something <laughs> like that because of how fucking insane okay. it is. Okay. okay. But so do you want to shift into that? Or is there anything else you want to talk about from the after show or the episode? No, I'm done with my thoughts on both. Okay. Oh, Lord. Okay. So this article. So this apparently was done, I think in like maybe late either it's like maybe like November, December of last year. Mm -hmm. I will start out by saying that Tom should just stop talking. Mm. Period. Mm -hmm. I think everyone that I have listened to talk about this has also said the same thing. Yeah. Like nothing that he has said during any of the press that he has done has helped his situation Uh at all. If anything, it has only continued to uh, belabor the rumors and like all the other shit that's come as a result of what you did like there's just you're just not helping yourself Mm -hmm. at all and like if you want there to be less attention on you you need to stop feeding people things for there to be attention on yeah but basically it starts out (laughs) the way it starts out is even funny because they're talking about the valley and their home and how he has all these like disco lights set up outside so his home looks like a club it's just insane because they like read the fuck out of him without mm-hmm. even really saying anything. And Lisa, which I'll get to that at one point too. But basically they start off the interview and it happens over like the whole article itself. Like there's an initial interview with Tom and his 23 year old crisis publicist, which that's like a whole other thing oh, wow. at their house. And mm-hmm. then she is supposed to go to watch him film confessionals the next day. And because of how poorly this went, that doesn't happen. So she ends up going like weeks <laughs> later to see him film confessionals. And then they're also like, you know, kind of weaving in other things about like the the affairs, like other storylines and stuff from season 10, how the show started, how Tom like got involved, all that kind of stuff. But the things that I thought were most pertinent. So one Sandoval feels like he got just as much hate or more hate than Danny Masterson, who, if you don't know who Danny Masterson is, he was a guy on that 70s show who's been convicted of rape and is currently in prison for rape. Wait a minute. He said he got what? More hate than him. More hate. Than Danny Masterson, a convicted rapist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had a different assistant working with him at the time, someone named Miles. So it's like, hmm, I wonder what happened to Miles because- the time between like whatever this happened like late you know 2023 to like in the middle of 2024 when they were shooting the show or no no this is oh so this was pre this was after Anne. oh my god i didn't even put that together so yeah so Anne quit mm-hmm. and then he had hired a new assistant already miles miles this guy mm-hmm. so there's that he had a publicist there. The girl is named Riley. She's 23, works for a crisis PR firm. She did not do her job whatsoever. This woman needs to be fired. If she hasn't been fired already, he needs like Olivia Pope level support right now. And I don't even know if fucking Olivia Pope could help him at this point with the way that he keeps like digging himself into these holes. Yeah. It is insane. Then as they're going through it and the author is like setting the scene, she talks about how Vanderpump rules isn't about Lisa Vanderpump, but it's about these people that work at her several mediocre restaurants. Oh, who said that? That's the author of the article said that. Damn, they think yes. so mediocre? That shit was bomb as fuck. Well, but then she said she went to start and she said the food was terrible. Oh, well, maybe it's falling off. I did go quite a while ago. 
Yeah, which I've always heard that about the food at her restaurants, but you're just going for like, you know, the ambiance. So yeah, I thought that that was wild. And then um, I'm trying to, oh, the woman who published it, her name is Arena Alexander. So Arena, girl. Irina, the girl from yeah. Love is Blind? The same name, but not the same girl. No. Oh, <laughs> no, anyway. So basically there are lots of interesting parts of this article, like just her getting to like know Tom and the things that he said. There's also some really weird things like at one point in time when all this came out, his brother, which I didn't even know Sandoval had a brother. So that's how narcissistic right. he talking he is. That he had, correct. He has a brother. And his brother asked Tom to take down the photos of them on Instagram because of the hate that he was getting. <laughs> well, his biological brother? Yes. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yep. 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 Damn. Yep. And Tom was talking about how he was so upset about what happened with him and Raquel, which again, this is at the end of last year. So even after they have filmed this season and he was like, you know, I just like, I feel like I never got any closure. And I'm like, are you kidding? Are you fucking kidding, Tom? You know who didn't get closure, Tom? This Danny Masterson's victims, his mm. rape victims. Okay. Mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. sir, even if the fact that you even think you fucking deserve closure. Mm -hmm. Yeah is so fucking mind-blowing yeah like you my friend for cheat because the girl you cheated with decided she didn't want to be with you and you need closure from that yeah fuck yep. out here sure yep do. yep exactly wow. and he talks about going on special forces and he i guess they're like maybe talking about a billboard of special forces that's up somewhere in la and he's like yeah i probably would have been able to get on the show but i wouldn't be on the billboard and so there's always this piece of like tom's enjoying the attention oh and there's one part at the beginning where tom and the woman are getting ready to start talking and she hadn't turned her tape recorder on and he's like oh do you like want to turn that on so you can make sure you get everything basically to her and she said quote he was the most eager person to be on like record that I've ever talked to. <laughs> New York Times writer Tom Sandoval is so eager. So wow. like kudos to Rachel for cutting this shit off because I can't imagine where her mind would be at right now if she had stayed in this situation. Seriously. Then he says that he thinks that the producers of Special Forces didn't want him to win for some reason. And then Riley... His his publicist was like, well, who do you think they wanted to win, Tom? So I'm like, why are you making any fucking comments? <laughs> you should be this on his side. You should be, right. you should you be saying signed up to support what he was saying, all this foolery. Exactly. So that's what you should be doing. Exactly. And it's funny because at the beginning when he made that Danny Masterson comment, uh, the article writer, author, thought that Riley was going to like stop him from saying something or talk about changing questioning or whatever and she did it she just let him keep talking and so she was like oh so i might be able to get more shit than i thought i was even gonna get out of this okay state. so wait a minute wait a minute is riley the unsung hero like i guess is, did oh listen because <laughs> she didn't riley stop anything secretly a vpr stan as well no so she is she is she said That's she has okay. watched school show since like middle school did she plot to oh, be in this position to allow know. him to, to fuck, fuck up, up the way that he did? 
maybe if that's what it's giving based on what you're telling me it is that's but like fair. listen riley sis <laughs> we are here for it we are here for it better yet let us reach out to you find your email, girl Shit. my gosh yes and so then the part oh, that initially drew my attention to this article uh-huh. is when he says the quote of and this is the direct quote i'm not a pop culture historian really he said but i witnessed the oj simpson thing and george floyd and all these big things which is really weird to compare this to that i think but do you think in a weird way it's a little bit the same no tom no um, i don't i don't think you comparing yourself to a black man accused of murdering a white woman or a black man who was killed by the police are things to compare your situation to. If you want to talk about getting national attention, you can compare yourself to like when Kim K did that paper magazine shoot and broke the internet, quote unquote. You can compare yourself to all this bullshit about Travis and Taylor. Do not dare compare yourself to these people, especially during Black History Month. You are a fucking idiot. This is laughable. This is comical. You're stupid. You are dangerous. The things that you say, and Riley even says this later. She says, yeah, sometimes he just says things and he forgets he says them the next day. And it's because you just have, you have the classic case of word vomit Mm. because you're always trying to spin a fucking story, Tom. You talk about, you want people to be real and be honest because you don't even know who you are, my nigga. That's mm-hmm. why this dumb shit keeps coming out of your mouth. Because you're always trying to give people what you think we want to hear. Yeah. But then also at the same time, giving us stuff that paints you and what you perceive to be the victim role. Mm-hmm. The, the sheer fucking fact that, as Destiny just said, you would compare yourself to these two black men. Mm. Fuck OJ. Because, I mean, whatever. The fact that you would compare this situation, you cheating. Okay. Now I know everyone's been saying, oh, he just cheated. Everyone's cheats. And in this, in this situation, you are correct. You cheated and that's it. That Mm -hmm. is very fucking trivial. You cheating is just like going out, walking up and down the street and finding a piece of grass. Okay. (laughs) We, it happens every day. We Mm -hmm. see it every fucking day. What we don't see every day, Thomas, is a black man being fucking pinned to the ground with a white man's knee on his neck, gasping for his last breaths on this fucking earth. But you and your pretty ass package of white privilege think that you could compare your situation to a movement or a situation in American history that literally changed the world at that point in time. It's it's beyond, like, I don't even know if laughable is the word. You, you truly need to log off mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. You need to log off. You need to, they need to put the cameras down. You ha- should have joined Shep on that trip that he took over in Bali or some shit to get sober. And you mm-hmm. should okay. like it, it. I don't get it. I don't mm-hmm. like this is so fucking mind blowing to me. And when someone sent me these comments that he made, mm-hmm. I was like, in my mind, this is just as much as a fireable offense as Kristen Stassi calling mm-hmm. on uh, faith mm-hmm. right or wrong. So mm-hmm. bravo. 
Exactly, exactly. And I really, you know, I'm sure George Floyd's family doesn't watch Vanderpump Rules. Oh, no, no, no. They have gone off okay, about this. Okay, great. I was they about have. to say, I mm -hmm. pray to God that these people nope, they have, know. have given this a little bit of life. They have. And been like, how fucking dare you? Mm-hmm. Yep. How they did. dare you? They did. They sure did. It's disgusting. It, it's incredibly disgusting. Incredibly. A million and one other ass, white ass, basic ass examples you could have used to compare to. And you choose two of the most prominent events to ever take place in black culture. Mm -hmm. During Black History Month. Mm -hmm. After 2020. You're mm -hmm. a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. And right. that's why... And that's why all of those times when he quote unquote had the right perspective. And I think back to when Brittany and Jax were trying to get married by that homophobic pastor uh -huh. and he was so vocal. Mm. I was like, that was all Ariana. Yep. She, she brought this to you as a concern. And then you both brought it to them as a concern. But I do not believe for one second that that was your thought. I don't no, no. based on this shit. And everything you have done since then. I just don't believe that you truly understand world issues, that you care about them, that anything past what Tom Sandoval and the most fucking extra isn't Tom Tom and Schwartz and Sandy. I don't think you give a fuck about anything. Ariana is literally the only reason why you have seemed like a redeemable person for the ever from season two or three on nine. Yeah. The only reason that we have continued to fuck with you mm -hmm. is because of Ariana. Yep. And now that you don't have Ariana, mm -hmm. you can fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I just can't. I can't. Mm -hmm. I cannot. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so sad. It's incredibly sad. <laughs> and the way that like, because obviously, you know, he issued an apology that was piss poor. What was the apology? Do we have the verbatim? Uh, oh, I wrote it. I wrote it. Where did it go? He said that his comments were inappropriate and ignorant, basically. Duh, Tom. Duh. It was literally like one of those Instagram, like little quick create text things. That was it. And I was like, I don't understand. Wait a minute. Yeah, that was it. That was all that it was. You mean? It was maybe a couple more sentences than that, but not anything else more meaningful. That was the meat and potatoes of it. And not even a post on his thread. Not mm -mm. even a nope, post. Nope, nope. It was a story. Because I had to Google it to find it yesterday when I was taking my notes. Ignorant and what? Inappropriate. Ignorant and inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Those were the only two words that you could use to describe your actions in this moment. Mm -hmm. Ignorant and inappropriate. And I'm also like, you are paying people, continuing to pay people to help you communicate, yet you are still continuing to fuck up so much. I didn't even understand how that's possible. I don't understand it. I just don't. So like when you said he needs to log the fuck off. Yes. No, seriously. Just you, log off. Yeah. Log the fuck off. Tom. in your camp, if any of your any of those friends that you pay to be around give a fuck about you for real, they will tell you to log off. Mm -hmm. They will delete yep. all your social media. Yeah, that podcast that you've started. Yep, will tell you to take that down. Like, yep. mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And then that was in like the front half of the article. It goes on. 
there's more. Now there's nothing I don't think as incendiary as that throughout the rest of it. Some other interesting things of note were um, that he pauses when there are loud sounds because his brain is so used to filming that he doesn't like carry on conversations until the sounds have passed. So he then talks after them. So like a plane, a loud car, whatever. His brain is like not able to have just a regular conversation anymore. He apparently was in talks to do a residency at Chippendales, which is why he's in such good shape right now. What? But the talks stalled when all of the Sandoval stuff came out. <laughs> and then, you know how he's talking about all the negative reviews on Yelp for Schwartz and Sandys. So in this other podcast I listened to, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, he said actually that Yelp froze the reviews on Schwartz and Sandys. So basically saying that people couldn't submit any more reviews on it. So like it didn't actually impact the reviews as much Mm. as they would like us to believe. Mm. And then he said that somehow, I can't remember if he directly talked to Greg or if someone else talked to Greg, but basically he was like, oh yeah, it's helped us a lot in terms of business this whole scandal situation wow mm-hmm. yep yep and then there's this part at the end where they're describing tom wearing this like which we haven't seen it on the show yet but it's like some kind of like powder blue like czar women's suit and the author the way she describes it is that the way that he looked when he was wearing the suit was like the joker when he's wearing the nurse's uniform in the oh. dark night Mm-hmm. Right the author, the author. Oh, the author. I was gonna yeah. say Riley, bitch. You need a fucking raise. Oh, <laughs> no, um, the yeah. author. I mean, this. props to the author as well. I love that. Yeah, because then the best part is that. So when she gets to go back to see him after that initial interview at his house, when she gets to go back to see him a few weeks later when he's filming Confessionals, there's a Bravo publicist there this time. Instead of Riley, because obviously Riley didn't do her job. (laughs) And Bravo didn't know about this interview before it happened. Mm. Bravo also didn't know about the Vile Files interview. Hell no. Before it happened, because he didn't tell them and he just did it. Exactly. Yeah. So he just going all the way fucking down. Just It's just insane. And I'm just like, this man... Is just, and so obviously on Morally Corrupt, Rachel talks about it a little bit too. And she's just like, she literally said, you keep George Floyd's name out of your fucking mouth. No, seriously. Seriously. Mm -hmm. And then she says, this is not a historical moment. It's historical to you. Right. And when they write history books in the future, they will write about OJ Simpson. They will write about George Floyd. Mm. They will not write about you. And I'm like, Sheena, this is the dude that you're caping for so hard to be friends with still? This man? And Who would want to be friends with that? That's the thing. Lisa, you went so hard. And I'm sure we're going to continue to see it throughout this fucking season for everyone to stop shitting on Sandoval. But guess what, Lisa? Tom Sandoval, regardless of whether you're willing to fucking admit that shit or not, is a shit person. He continues in 2024 to give us reasons to continue to shit on him. Therefore, you could tell the five people that you employ to stop shitting on him, but you can't control what the rest of the world does or says 
towards Tom Sandoval. And quite frankly, Lisa, and then also, this to me also seems more fireable than fucking, what was the kid's name? Max calling mm-hmm. somebody a nigga on his Twitter. Yeah. At the end of the day, even though Max don't look like it, he is part black. So mm-hmm. like, whatever. So where are you at, Lisa? Mm-hmm. Where are you at now? Well, and this, this, that comment that he made about OJ Simpson and George Floyd had gotten back to the Bravo execs before the article even came out. So I don't know if like Riley was telling them or how it happened, but that's why they shifted and course corrected. And they also tried to give the author a different cast member to talk to. Right. And I was like, that's not how that works. No, right. We're already, we're already down the rabbit hole. Right. We're shooting all. And I was like, Tom, if this had just been a quick little like 10 questions and some photos, you probably would have been okay. But my guy, this is just, this is just really not comebackable from. It's just. No, it's not. Um, And you might get to keep your job cool, whatever, but your job on Vanderpump rules. And if that happens, like fucking good riddance, whatever, who, who the fuck cares? Anything beyond that though? Mm -mm. It's crap. No, it, no, sir. Because what no one is going to do, they already didn't want you because you cheated on your girlfriend and it came out like this. You right. think this is going to make people want to work with you? You think yeah, this yeah. is going to want to make people cast you on another show? Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. And again, the only place I feel like he could get cast right now is in a Randall Emmett film, which right. would be fitting for the mm-hmm. two. So, mm. Whatever. Terrible. Or what? like celebrity rehab if they did, still did that. Right. Right. Yeah. This is very much your demise. Um, mm-hmm. and you're just going to keep on stumbling and falling until you're flat on your face. And quite honestly, regardless of what Lisa says, you deserve it. Yeah. Until you exactly. can do some true, like self-reflection and healing and, but mm-hmm. knowing what we know about you and at the fucking ripe ass age of 40, 41 mm-hmm. at this point, I'm sure. Like, I don't see, Mm-mm. you know. 50-year-old Tom Sandoval circling back to tell us that he feels bad for what he did 10 years ago. And at that point, no one's going to give a fuck. So mm-hmm. it was a good run. Props to you for that. But be done. It's Just be done. Be done. Be fucking done. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, that was the article. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot. I can't wait to listen to that myself and then get enraged all over again. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I don't have much to add in terms of podcast content. Um mm-hmm. Kristen Doty broke down the episode, but good god, she had somebody breaking it down with her and I was like, "Okay, he is extremely annoying. Don't ever do that again, Kristen." Um you and Luke, which also Luke's perspective, I'm really not a fan of. Oh, really? I haven't listened to him. Give me, I don't know what it's giving, but it's it's like I don't know. I feel territorial over this group. And it's like, Luke, you've been here for two seconds. So like fall back. And you're on the fucking ballot. You're not even on Vanderpump rules. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't, don't have anyone else come on there with you to break that shit down. Um, period. And much of what Rachel said in her podcast, I've already touched on as far as her cutting off ties with Tom, Lisa Mm -hmm. only supports or supports the men more. Um, yeah. One thing that I will say that just kind of mimics what we've been talking about when it comes to Tom is that someone asked the question why, or she told us that she asked Tom, why were you so invested in the engagement between James and I? And like, why did you drop money on that? Mm-hmm. Like, telling me then? And he was like, yeah. no, no, 
it was a, we were in a COVID season and I felt like we needed to do something in order to get numbers up. And she was like, at that point, it should have clicked to me. Like he really cares about the show. And then she yeah. said he treats the show like his higher power. And I was mm-hmm. like, Rachel, bitch, you need to, whoever mm-hmm. you're there, you need to make you some merch that says call so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Like Lala said, send it to Daryl, call this bitch because your therapist is doing good shit. Yes, she is. She is. So. And then the Sheena and Brock thing. I didn't really look too far into it. Did you? Oh, I did not. I did not. Well, so for those of you who don't know, Sheena recently had, I think it was the deed to her home Uh um, put solely in her name as opposed to her and Brock's name, because I think that's technically what happens like when you get married. And she said that there is no trouble in paradise that she paid for it. So she just wanted it to be in her name. To me, that screams, oh, no, my girl. Like, oh. yeah. And I wonder, has it always been like that? Or are we just now getting that information and people are trying to use that for clickbait? You know? Fair, fair. They could be. Yeah. I don't know. But I also well, know, you know that, you know, he's he's from not he's from Australia. He's not from the States. And so right. there might be some issues, too, with that and like him owning property here or whatever. But but also, like I would say, too, with her, I mean, props to you, Sheena. This is yeah. a move because a of very smart move. Jay. Yeah. And I don't care if I love you to the moon and back. If I have I mean, if there's any inkling of an inkling that mm-hmm. we won't be together, which there is because this is real life and people mm-hmm. suck. Yeah. Make sure you are fucking protected. Period. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that wraps up all the major pump rules things. That's a little yeah. little meteor yeah. of a section today. Yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back. So now we're going to get into our thoughts on the Southern Hospitality reunion. I'm assuming based on how it went that it would just be a one part reunion, which I feel like was all that was necessary for this season. What were your thoughts about what happened? I mean, it was actually really blah. Mm -hmm. I was not really impressed with anything that was mentioned. Um, Maddie, now I'm like, damn girl, are you slightly cuckoo? Yes. For Cocoa Puffs, because your behavior and you not understanding how like the lie that you told was a lie. Right. That was concerning. I don't know if that was you in cognitive dissonance or whatever, but yeah, that concerning. Also, the fact she's still hooking up with Trevor, disgusting. Yeah. It is, but... out, girl. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Also, Joe Bradley, this reunion did nothing for you, honey. Mm-mm. Oh, man. Like, before I was thinking, oh, sweet Joe Bradley. But I'm like, no. this guy, you hooked up with Luann? <laughs> well, and now... Mill City. Like, that's not a cute. And now he's dating off and on, maybe off at this point, this girl, Danielle, from Summer yeah, House. I heard that. And I was just like... And I think that they maybe called it off before he hooked up with Lillian. I'm not really sure, but I just, yeah, Joe Bradley. I just, I can't, I can't. And the fact that he's still trying to like poorly talk himself out of all of these situations mm-hmm. is just really, really laughable. The whole thing with Sally was really funny. And again, have I told you that Sally was on The Bachelor? 
No. I thought I did. Oh my gosh. Yes. What? So I can't remember which season it was, but yes, she was on The Bachelor. And then the crazy part was, I think it was Clayton season. She left early because right before The Bachelor, she was engaged, was about to get married, called it off like days prior to the wedding. And then like a few weeks later, I think went on The Bachelor and then ended up leaving early because she wasn't ready to move on yet. Which means she was going through casting for The Bachelor most likely while she was still engaged, planning to get married. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sally needs... <laughs> Sally's dangerous. We need to stay away from Sally. What's that going then, I don't remember. But <laughs> when I saw her on the show, I was like, this bitch is... What? And then she was on Bachelor in Paradise as well. Oh, so she's just trying to get on TV. Yes, exactly. Any way that she can. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah, you're yeah. really thirsty. I hope it mm-hmm. worked out for you because you're putting forth a lot of effort. So much. And then you can't even hook up with the one guy who's on the main cast. You hook up with the guy who ends up now dating Taylor from Southern Charm. Like, what the you know fuck, what? Sally? On some platform, they need to create a TV show for people who just want to be on TV. And I just agree. put them in a house together and just let them do. And yeah, see like the surreal happens. life, but for real people, like but regular for, people. Right. Truly. Mm-hmm. I think that'd funny. be a great idea. And then see, you know, it's like the, the real world. world. It's like the real world. Right. <laughs> Truly. The real reality, reality star wannabe real world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just see what they can get from, from the opportunity to be on TV. Cause it's yes. people that are trying this hard. It's concerning. Yeah, like, I agree. Putting your health at risk. Mm-hmm. Fucking people in the back alley. I mean, sucking ain't no telling how many dicks like it's oh just, yeah because i forgot she hooked up with O'Sheen yeah. too yeah it's girl which here's the thing i don't want to slut shame her by any means i think it's just more about the fact that like if you're trying to get on the show doing it to be relevant to do that for that you right that's what i'm to. saying that's what i'm you saying just try to be on the show right but that's probably why she feels like well if i sleep with them i probably have more of an opportunity of being featured because then maybe they'll want to bring me around or whatever i guess it's Girl, weird. no, that's um, so weird. I hate that Emmy gave up this AGM thing. She did this whole thing about it and then gave it up because Lava asked her to move as bosses do. That just goes to show you she didn't care about being promoted. Mm-hmm. She was doing that shit to get at Maddie and at, You're right. and at everybody else who had You're shit right. to say about her. You're because right. if it was truly about the opportunity, mm-hmm. like growing in the fucking business, as y'all, y'all's fucking coin phrase throughout <laughs> the whole season. I want to grow in the business, grow in the business, grow in the business. Yeah. What you have to do to grow in a business. Right. You want to be a VIP manager your whole life at Republic? Cool. That's like, fine. It's bullshit. Yeah. Oh like, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. And then I was the way glad Joe that... called her out about it. That was hilarious. That was because I was like, oh, is she really not? Damn. Damn, Emmy. I was so on your side. Uh, and then my only other thoughts were I'm glad that Brad and Lucy are done. Uh, Women. It doesn't surprise me whatsoever that it ended like it ended. <laughs> I just want all the women out there, stop giving yourselves to Bradley. Mm. I don't know what y'all see in Bradley. I don't if either. He is not the 2024 definition of an Uncle Tom. I don't know what he is. Mm. Like just uh, he's mm-hmm. so uh, everything about him is uh. That yeah. little smile he puts on it gives me the fucking ick. And mm-hmm. then like the beef that he has with Maddie, even though I know Maddie is missing a few screws. <laughs> 
the fact that you as a man are just engaging in bitch drama move on be a dude go work somebody out like i don't know it's just ugh. Yeah, it's weird. And I really hope that Mia is safe with that white man because it just felt really scary to me, his whole approach. But I agree. Fingers crossed. She seems okay. She does. But she said also that he wants her to move to Charlotte now. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, "Mm." so he's trying to isolate you. (laughs) Right, right. I would just say, no, ma'am. Keep it like it was. No, sir. Yeah. Not at all. That was it. I'm ready for next season. That'll be nice. Yeah, agreed. Cute show. Glad I started watching it. <laughs> and then Trader's Thoughts. So I was one upset that we didn't get to see who got banished tonight. I was not expecting them to actually get to murder somebody at the beginning of this episode. So I was glad that they chose Kevin and not Trichelle because that would have been another trap. Even though I really would have wanted them to fucking get rid of Peter. What are we waiting on? I don't know. I don't know. Peter is like the Kate of last season. How Peter Uh-oh. is still just around. Oh. Like he, he everything he's doing makes you think he could be a traitor. That was exact that was Kate season one. But yeah, Dang. I'm a, but less annoying though. Peter, I don't know if it's just because he's a dude and he tries to dude explain things and he's very aggro. It's like, ooh, my way the highway. Kate was yeah. not. I just mean that his presence still being there after people are like week after week, we gotta get rid of Peter. We gotta get rid of Peter. And Peter, mm-hmm. I'm over it. Well, and it's interesting to see Peter in a in a show like this because, like Phaedra said, this is not about all of us impressing you. You're not picking <laughs> shit. Like you're not the fucking bachelor, my guy. This is that not what this is. Hilarious. And his season of The Bachelor, now it was very dramatic, but he was also very fucking annoying. Cause like, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, he's a pilot. He's such a catch, blah, blah, blah. Just no. I was just, no, I really can't fucking stand him. And I was like screaming to myself when Trishel was like, should I trust CT or Peter? And I was like, bitch, you just threw a motherfucking fit about how CT didn't light your fucking flame because y'all are such good friends and blah, blah, blah. But now you're trying to decide who to trust between a dude you just fucking met on the show and someone you've known for years. That doesn't even make any fucking sense. You know what that's called? White people shit. (laughs) White people shit. Ain't no way. I just met you five minutes ago and I'm going to trust you. Whether you and CT have had beef in the past or not, like you have a relationship with CT. The devil right. you know is better than the devil you don't know. Exactly. Okay. And I just don't understand why she's so like up under Peter's butt thinking that he's faithful. Like, right. you know, I just, I don't get it. But then I loved when Peter was trying to talk to CT later and CT was like, yeah, I'm gunning for you. <laughs> listen that's ct no bullshit i love it though i love it he's like you know you're not consistent and you're doing too much that was truly fucking comical and it's just this whole like with peter i hate his whole like he's smarmy he's trying to use this whole like oh hey i'm a white man you can trust me you know i'm a faithful there's so much evidence as to why i can't be a traitor trust me Peter, literally the only thing that you said that like somewhat makes sense is that you're a white man. No, <laughs> is that you said you wouldn't have tried to kill Bergy because you knew Bergy had the shield, which I agree. Wow. But also, I could see a situation where if you were a traitor and you try to kill Bergy, oh, knowing Bergy had the shield, exactly. that you could throw people off. Like it goes both ways, my guy. You act like you just can't be one, possibly, yeah. and. We know, well, I guess they don't know that a new trader got recruited, but like you could have got recruited. Yeah, exactly. It's just as he did 
and he right. wants people now to believe that he declined Turned it down yeah which yeah. i mean he did but well, he still. Did. Right, right, right. it's still. just yeah and then again this whole like i don't understand why people are so preoccupied about friendship this is a fucking game this is not about friends this is about who can get to believe you not friendships yep so figure it the fuck out figure it the fuck you. out Trishel and Peter are smart though, because they done pegged Phaedra for exactly what she's doing. Oh, a hundred percent. They totally have. Totally <laughs> have. But they wouldn't have been able to do that had it not been for Dan, which is why I still fucking also hate true. Dan. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, that is it's fair. just, I hate it. I hate it so much, but. Yeah. I feel is like MJ is going to pick the Peter though. Is that his left MJ? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I she's know. going to be like, if it is Phaedra, give us more time to really see. We know mm. it's been inconsistent. We know Peter's been rallying a charge, blah, 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 blah. So I feel like she'll pick for Peter to be banished. But yeah, we'll see. And yeah. it made me so mad during the challenge when CT was like, oh, them choosing to get or like block Trishel from getting a shield was traitor behavior because all the other things were gone around her. I was like, if all the other things were gone around her, that means that she theoretically should be easier to get out because right. we know we have aimed well around her name. No? But also, Phaedra, why did you do that? Because Sandra that said was- it. That was stupid, though. I that agree. I agree. Very I agree. But it just I, it just didn't have to be like that. It didn't. It didn't but here we I'm are. I'm so annoyed. But yeah, so I will be interested to see who is actually banished. I really fucking hope it's Peter because I'm tired of him being on my television. Truly. At I didn't even watch The Bachelor and I'm just like, oh, gosh, next, please. Yeah. But, you know, on The Bachelor, it wasn't really as much about him as it was about the women. So wow. <laughs> there wasn't as much. I feel like I've <laughs> seen more of him on this show than I saw of him on The Bachelor. Yeah, that's and that whole fucking season was about him, and he was on a season before that. Yeah, just wild, fucking wild, I tell you. But we're gonna take another little quick break, and we'll be right back to talk. Love is blind. Okay, we're back. And it'll tinkle. Who did you tell me you sang that song? Eve, why do you keep forgetting that? I want to have to listen to it. You do. It doesn't give me Eve. That's interesting. right? Yeah, but like, I can't remember if it's like maybe a duet with her and somebody else. Like someone is singing that part and then she's rapping. Because the only thing I can really remember is like the one with Gwen Stefani. And that's obviously not that song. (laughs) What? You know that song? What is that song called? Damn it. What is that song called? Yeah, what is that song called? <laughs> you know that if I was a rich girl, that song. That has nothing to do with Love is Blind. No, but I'm saying that's the duet she has with Gwen Stefani. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Got it. Okay. okay. Yeah, no. No, it's just Eve on the song. So I guess she does. Hey, Eve with the vocals. Harmony. Yeah. Yeah, because I looked it up. It, they, see, they should have used that. What's that called when people, the sample. They should have sampled that for the intro music. Uh, that probably cost too much. Probably. <laughs> anyway. You know what? What? Love is not blind to this crew. <laughs> Bitch. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> This whole set of episodes, so episodes seven wow. through nine are out right now. So if you haven't watched them yet, again, stop here, watch them first, and then come back. 
Which is crazy that this set was only three, but I feel like so much more happened in these three episodes. Yes. Or six. Yes. Well, because, you know, we spend so much time in the pods and I'm like, while I get it and I get that the pods this year, I think really set us up the best for for what is happening after the fact, because we still have so many couples coming out of the pods. It's just, it's just a fucking lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. But I will say starting out in episode seven this whole bean dip thing was over because people were just drunk the night before and had had a chance to calm down and I was like I'm glad this really seems to be a non-issue because I was very concerned for AD no seriously I'm just glad Jeremy had enough sense to not actually attempt this joke because had he tried to make an attempt I'm very scared. For, we probably wouldn't have. They probably, honestly, it would have been like season six, Love is Blind is canceled. I would so, hope so. Yeah. yeah. I would hope so, but I don't know. I can't even see them continuing filming at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Or they would probably, because knowing how production companies be, sometimes I'm going to just like pause it for the night and like taking a break yeah. and, you know, brought people back or whatever. How feel? Clay, how did it make you feel? Yeah. Laura, what were your intentions? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think also this set of episodes just shows how much alcohol, alcohol, alcohol can really fuck things up when you don't know people and you're trying to get to know them slash you're trying to also foster a relationship that may land in marriage. Yeah, it's just there was so much going on and that had alcohol not been involved or been as involved, it probably wouldn't have resulted in as many arguments. But also... When Jeremy is apologizing, I'm like, what is Jeremy apologizing for? I'm confused. Did Jeremy do something wrong? I think he's just apologizing for bringing it up, period. But is that Jeremy's fault? It's I, not. That was a rhetorical question. I wasn't looking well, for, your, for your logic. It was not, <laughs> Laura. That that's you, bitch. That was if my you whole didn't want thing, somebody though. to repeat that shit, then don't fucking open your mouth. But because you, as a fucking white girl, don't know how to keep anything close to the motherfucking chest, uh-huh. you go off and get mad at Jeremy. Talking about, had he not come out here and apologize this morning, this might be over. Bitch, guess what? Yeah, at the end of episode nine, we find out this shit might be over anyway. But that's what I don't understand about their situation specifically, was that even though Jeremy was the one that brought it up, Laura, he would have had nothing to bring it up bring up had you not said it but then also he just takes all the blame on for it like when they're having that individual conversation but no not even apologizing even when it's just the two of them like talking when they're on that dock or whatever i'm like how did we get there right i was like and then how laura was like i feel so embarrassed by my significant other what why he didn't do anything he did not do anything he brought up a joke that you made And the only reason he even got to where it got to was because you told him to do it to AD jokingly. Had it just been that you told him what the joke was, I don't even think it would have gotten even that far that night. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, she just, I don't know. And and then really digging into her and his relationship, even outside of the Sarah Ann of it all, I just felt like I didn't think that they were going to end up together. And I will be very, very surprised if they do based on this set of episodes. But I just don't understand how she like constantly negs him in the way that she does because it's not cool or funny. It's a fucking annoying. And, you know, I think what Jocelyn told me when we were breaking this down was that for the next set of episodes, there's only two weddings happening. 
No, there's three. Is there three? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. I wonder who the third one. Is. It has to be these guys then. No, it's be Chelsea. Amy. They saw the preview of it. It's Chelsea and Jimmy, Amy and Johnny, and then Aidy and Clay. And... Like, I saw Chelsea in a wedding dress. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And then when at the end of that conversation on the dock, and she's like, mm -hmm. how do we shape up against the other couples? I was like, why would you not a fucking popularity up? contest? Right. This has nothing to do. What? Well, I don't understand why people like go into the like, let me automatically compare my brand new relationship to someone else's also brand new relationship. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't like, are you just making conversation because you don't know what else to say? You don't have anything else to say? I don't really get it. I just don't get it. All of these white women are extremely in insecure. Mm hmm. It's like another level. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like you would have thought Issa Rae made insecure for white women. That's mm. what this episode, this, this season of Love is Blind is giving. It's mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, damn, y'all ain't confident about shit. Mm -mm. Bless your heart. But mm -hmm. also, I don't care. But whew, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then just digging more into them specifically, when he's talking with Amy on the beach about wanting to see Sarah Ann again, I was like, Logic ain't making sense, player. You tried really hard. No. To, yep. Mm -hmm. And Amy clocked it the second you said it. She's like, mm, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Yep. Yep. Because it didn't make sense. At I still all. here, like, just to be able to say, like, yeah, you know, like, you didn't do anything wrong. It was, it was literally just like, but why do you need to tell her that? Why exactly? Why do you give a fuck if she knows that? You already right. said that to her right. once. Exactly. And right. if she didn't believe it, that's on her. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's very, very weird. And then when, um her family comes over and they seem perfectly lovely like she tried right. to make it she sound like it was going to be really awkward and I was yeah. like and maybe and maybe it's just because you know how we feel about our father people who met him would not think that he is the way that he can be so maybe sure. whatever that is what it is but it was just like when she brings up the whole like well yeah Sarah Ann DM'd him and he acknowledged it and whatever. Like, why did you even bring that up when your family was there? Like, what was the point of that? Like, did you want them to not like him? Well, this is where I will take up for her. I do recall her saying that he had another love interest, just explaining their whole how they came to be. She did, yeah. But and then there was a point where I think, I don't know if the parents asked, like, well, what made you choose? What, what was like, how did you end up landing on Laura? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if she started to say something and she was like, well, no, I'm just going to let him explain. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I want you to explain because I want to hear your take on it. Mm -hmm. And so that's why she said what she said. Right. Mm, I just don't think she had to go into as much detail about that. I well, just, no, I she definitely did. And that's why I don't understand the whole, like, her saying like yes he had another girl i'm interested in the pods or whatever sure but like the whole like yeah she dm'd him and he immediately yeah. came and told me and blah, blah like they didn't need to know that yeah they just didn't need to know that and then when she brought up like yeah he wears hawaiian shirts and i hate them and everyone's like oh, oh my god that's so cute like yes laura it's just not that serious it's a fucking shirt like if right. he tried to control what you were wearing you would throw a fucking fit yeah. rightfully so so you shouldn't be trying to control what he wears. Like, it's just not, it's one thing if he asks your opinion, but like for you to just be like, well, I don't like this. So you shouldn't wear them. That's just, ugh, I don't like that. Again, another example, um, exhibit number um, 
B72. Love's <laughs> Blonde is not accurate, applicable for this group. No, <laughs> not at all. But no. then, you know, all the shit with Jeremy just. Listen, hurt. my nigga. It just, he just Let fucked himself all the way up. Jeremy. First of all, first of all, first of all, first of all. If Michael Terrence told me he wanted to leave this house at 10 o'clock at night. His middle name is Terrence? It is. It really oh, is I didn't know that. Me. That's cute. He goes. MTT. MTT. I, I like it. <laughs> if he told me he was leaving this house at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> you're leaving at 10? <laughs> <laughs> you're getting your night started at 10? Like, uh-huh. I don't care when Michael goes out after work and he's at, like, you come home or whatever time you want to come home. Mm-hmm. you're leaving here at 10 mm-hmm. and i can assume you're not going to get back at least until two mm-hmm. but jeremy my nigga mm. thought it would be a great this is like the worst i don't know what i don't know what his plan was he didn't have like, one he was not thinking this is like what you would find on that show cheaters i never watched that show yes but like <laughs> jeremy leaves the house at 10 shares his location with laura just what expecting that bitch not to check it and mm-hmm. especially not to check it at five o'clock in the morning when your ass still ain't home mm. listen and the way she set him up for that okie doke oh it was so good <laughs> that right there laura i'm gonna give you a plus i'm gonna give you one star for that because <laughs> right now out of five stars you a zero but i'm gonna give you a yeah. one star for that yes what did you think was gonna happen yeah and then though the fact that she already off his location no because that's he he literally sat on that and said if you wanted to know where i was you could check my location because i was sitting outside of the bar with sarah ann until 5 a.m and she was like actually motherfucker no you weren't you were however many miles away in this part of town where i know sarah ann lives and Mm. he just can't say shit and then he throws his sunglasses like he's mad nah you got caught you just got caught and you enabled yourself getting caught because you stupidly shared your location with her knowing you were about to fuck up Ooh, you were about to fuck up bruh You're but did he know uh, he was about to fuck up because I, didn't he initially say when he was going out he was going out with friends like guy friends sure sure and she was there i get that however when you then made the decision to say i'm gonna go to sarah ann's home if you really want to be okay <laughs> you need to turn your location off you just need to turn off your location baby boy it just but, that you know, was maybe he was looking thing. for a reason to get out i guess but like oh, also just out. say i want to be done it's not like you're in that deep yet that's fair it's just it's fucking crazy but yeah those two i'll just be very interested to see what happens yeah after after this but anyways who do you want to talk about next this dumb bitch Brittany. what i don't understand what I, you're I don't so understand how about. you don't understand so i was telling mother uh-huh that Brittany, to me, in this conversation, is very much like a woman who likes to be objectified. Okay. You know that she's dealt, or she typically dates Black men, so a woman who has probably dealt with toxic Black men, who, Mm -hmm. like, all they give a fuck about is your body and pushing up on you. Mm Mm-hmm. And what Brittany doesn't realize, because she lives in this bubble of white privilege and she can bounce to a black guy, to a white guy, to an Asian guy, to whoever she wants. Whereas Mm -hmm. black women, for us, many of the options are just other black men. And like, let's keep it real historically. Niggas ain't shit. Mm -hmm. I say niggas, I mean niggas as in black men. (laughs) 
So for you to have this man who is, what is he, 27, 26, whatever. He's 25, yeah. This 25, this black man mm-hmm. who is got his shit all the way together. Mm-hmm. And he is sitting here telling you, I am choosing you. Uh-huh. But me choosing you, you have to also understand, I am a professional. He's a fucking principal at 25. Mm-hmm. He has responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And for him to sit here and say, like, I love you. I know every day can't be, oh my gosh, what are we doing today? Oh my gosh. Like what she what Brittany is looking for is mm-hmm. some Christian gray type shit. She wants someone who's just like staring at her and just awe all mm-hmm. day long. Like the little bunny rabbit from the cartoons with the heart eyes popping out of its head. That's mm-hmm. what she all day long. And mm-hmm. in reality, that is not what being in a relationship is. Yeah. It's a part of it. Sure. Yeah. But this whole, I, I don't crave you or I don't feel like you crave me. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's bullshit. This man mm-hmm. has everything else lined up. He mm-hmm. is attached. And he's sitting here telling then for him to also be like, I, if you don't like me, that's cool. But like, I know, I know my worth. I know my value as a man. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't going to work. I'm just like, you're not going to realize until you try to go marry another black man mm-hmm. that you missed out. Ain't mm-hmm. a bunch of niggas who are going to sit up here with you and tell you about their feelings so openly. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I'm here. I'm in this. I'm with you at 25. It's mm-hmm. not happening. Not happening. So she, I think she's stupid because she just she just wants to feel desired and craved. She doesn't mm-hmm. care in my mind what I'm getting from this conversation. She doesn't care about stability mm-hmm. and like building and growing in a relationship. Your relationship mm-hmm. is not always going to be rainbows and fucking butterflies. And for mm-hmm. you to expect that is stupid and immature. Right. I didn't get like any of that from what? how this went down, but let me back up because I think, I think what is at play here is also he changed how he was relating to her when they got in person and i think it started there because when they were first in the dominican republic with each other they were like all over each other he was super attentive all the things and then after he had that conversation with ad and he started putting the pieces together of like hmm maybe i haven't considered what it would be like to be in a relationship with a white woman because i've never been in one and I really didn't consider what it would mean to have a like a child with a white woman. Maybe I really need to sit with that. And I feel like he really got in his head about it. And not in a bad way, but it, like when she brought that conversation to him, AD did, it just seemed like he had never thought about that. And I'm like, how the fuck would you not have thought about that? Like you knew this bitch was white the whole time pretty much. So like you not being able to conceptualize the difficulties that may come in your life as a result of being with a white woman... That's just what it is. So I think from there, his posture started changing and not in a bad way, but you could tell that like, it was like a switch flipped and he was less like touchy of her. He was less attentive to her. Like when they were on the boat that whole next day after they had that conversation, he kind of like recapped to her the combo between him and AD. And she was like, no, I get it. I totally understand that. Like, I will never be able to walk in the same shoes as you, but I know, but I will have to learn things in order to raise a black child. 
I understand that. I felt like she handled that conversation as well as you probably could at that point. That conversation was beautiful. And so I feel like she, because she has dated black men before, again, that's not her first rodeo. She's probably thought about that a lot more and considered what it would be like to be in an interracial relationship than he did. And so I think that from that conversation, even though she responded well to it, his whole entire posture just changed. Because then when they're on the boat that next day, and she's asking him like, hey, like, I'm really touchy feely. Like, is that okay? Do you like that? Do you not like that? I even feel like then he started feeling like she's questioning the relationship. When I don't think that she was questioning it. I think she was just trying to say, is this cool? Is this not cool? And the only time he even like got any light was in his eyes when he saw the fucking dolphins. And I was like, my guy, seriously, you're going to get excited about dolphins right now. Like, sure, dolphins are great. But like, if that's the only part of this outing together where you have any excitement, that is challenging considering this is what they're like third or fourth day of being together. Mm-hmm. That just feels weird because it feels early. Then they get back and the man stays on his fucking phone. Mm-hmm. And I understand. I understand that you were a principal. But my guy, if you didn't feel like you could take the time off or you didn't explain to her, hey, I need to like be doing stuff. Cause like, there's one thing of like answering texts and stuff, but like, you're not just combing through emails on your phone like that. If I have emails like that, I'm sitting at a fucking desk on a computer. I am not sitting on my phone. It just instantly felt like he expected her to just like snap into the gender roles that they talked about, which I get that they were on the same page about those things. But even that first night where she was like, what do you want for dinner? And he's like, well, I want you to cook. Not like, oh, let's both enjoy this house tonight. And just being in it and like, let's go out to dinner, maybe, or like, let's order in or whatever. He was just like, nope, that's what I want. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. And then she's the one unpacking and she's the one doing all this and that. And then like when he gets, when she gets to that conversation about, and the really, the reason she brought it up was just basically, I think to say like, hey, I just didn't want you to wake me up in the middle of the night. Like, sure, you were out late or whatever. I don't think she was as mad at that as you weren't here to say goodnight to me when I went to bed. So I do not expect you to wake me up at 1.30 in the morning when I have to be up at 5 a.m. the next day because I too have a job. If anyone did that to me, they would be fucking murdered. They would just be murdered. Like, uh-uh, you do not wake me up out of my sleep to say goodnight. You can give me like a light little kiss and acknowledge that I'm home and I might be like, yay. But I want to be asleep because I have to get up in three and a half hours. And I don't understand what he didn't get about that. Because you too, sir, having a job should know that that's just not fucking cool. And he was like, well, I was trying to, but like, you didn't want to. Yes, motherfucker, because I am asleep. What? Mm. I just don't understand. And like, yeah, if you had been home earlier, maybe that could have happened like that. I just don't, I don't know. It just, the part where he like then took it all the way over here to say, well, you don't crave me. That's a you problem. Not like, can I do anything? Can we work on this together? Whatever, which granted, she could also said that too. So I'm not going to put it totally on him, but I feel like he, the second she said that I don't feel the same way about you that I felt in the pods, there wasn't like a, let's try to work on that. It was just like, nope. I'm done. I'm over it. I'm checking the fuck out. I'm going to go back to me on my phone and I'm not going to engage, which to me felt incredibly immature. She, in my mind, was just trying to have a conversation about it. And then he was like, no, I'm good. I'm fine. In Kenneth's defense, we don't know what conversations that they had that we didn't see because based on the previous comments that he's made, like, hey, every time something feels off, 
does not mean I don't love you. That doesn't mean that I, you should question my love for you as all these other women are sure, doing. Sure. And so I feel like maybe there's conversations we weren't privy to because just as easily as he was like, you know what, this isn't going to work out because like, I know my worth. I know who I am. You're not feeling it. That's cool. She also didn't do no fighting. No. And that's what I said. That's what I said. But I think in my mind, he was just saying like, I'm not going to try to make you feel like I'm worth being in a relationship with, which I can understand that. But I'm also like, my guy, if you're already there and if you do actually like her like that, why wouldn't you try? Well, like that, that part could happen at any point in a relationship. Like, sure, it's happening fairly early, but like, let's say two or three years down the road, y'all are in that spot. You're just going to then wash your hands of it and be done. And I think based on my interpretation of it, I feel like that's where he's like, you question me every time I'm not up your ass. And he's like, I can't be up your ass 24-7. But he changed. He set the precedent for being up her ass and then was not. But listen, I didn't, I did not connect those dots that you connected about the conversation with AD, the boat being the next day, the lack of intimacy. When they got back, I, my mindset is he changed because now they're in the real world. He has work to focus on. And I know Derek is not this way at all, but Michael and a lot of other black men are very much, it's like their, their world is work. No, I totally get that. Things are total like all their focus 90 percent of the focus is job 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 and i know for him as a principal like i can't imagine i'm getting calls from parents when i have a year after i left parker bennett Mm -hmm. like so i can imagine having been the principal and taking time away what he was coming back to so i just think he just got back into okay now i'm back i gotta do this i got like he seems very methodical and very like on his shit so i don't feel like it was as personal as she was taking it but i think you have to have a conversation about that and sure. they clearly did it to but say I feel like he did no i don't i didn't see him say hey when i'm back at home this is what my life looks like this is how i navigate life as a principal this is what i have to do in order to maintain that and again it's not like the man was just at work the whole time he was on his fucking phone I'm sorry. But You're just not on your phone that much you unless sit you want to be at your desk on your phone. Michael is checking. He has a work phone. He checks emails on that thing all the time, all the time. Right. So. However, you can explain that is what I'm doing. Yeah. I you don't it. just sit there and be quiet or be silent. Cause and when people do this to me, I fucking hate it. Like if I'm talking to you, I, you don't yeah. even acknowledge what I'm saying. That. Yeah. My God, that it just makes me feel like you don't give a fuck about what I'm saying. So why am I supposed to give you any fucking grace in this situation? And then when he tried to pull all these like Bible verses out of nowhere and was like, my God, just let it go. Just stop it. No, I totally get that because I hate too when I'm talking and like other people who can't multitask. But like now I know that with Michael, he cannot like if he's tech, if I don't have his eye contact, he's not listening. And when I say he's not listening, literally i could be like michael you are a piece of shit and mm-hmm. he'll finish up his whatever and then he'll look up and be like what it, what what's going on mm-hmm. it's so funny to me because taylor and i will be having these conversations and he'll pop up like what did i miss and we're like oh yeah you were texting weren't you so mm-hmm. i feel like too it's just it's a part but of it i think on both they need to communicate they're not communicating on both ends right there there could have been more of an effort put forth and like you're saying maybe 
it's maybe the AD conversation really did get to him. And that's why he decided to be more introspective about things. But also that takes me to AD and Clay when they're mm. sitting there at the, oh my God. <laughs> when they're sitting on vacation or wherever they're sitting. And true. then later at the beach or the next day at the beach, when AD's having that conversation with, I think it was Johnny and Johnny was like, yeah, like he's super introspective, like right in that space. And he, he's just quiet you just know you just got to back up because like he's just in his space and she was like oh that makes me feel so great so I don't have to take that so personally I feel like it's the same no it's not okay it's not the same because again AD and Clay I think Clay has clearly never talked to a therapist ever in his life and I think he even <laughs> says that at one point but it just seems like now that he's gone through this process, the emotional floodgates are just open and he's just yeah. like smelling, 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 smelling all the time. Yeah. Whereas Kenneth doesn't say shit. So like, even though Clay is thinking a lot, he will then communicate what he's thinking. Uh-huh. It just comes out all at one time. Kenneth yeah. didn't do any of that at all. And yeah. that's to me, again, the piece about maturity, because even though Clay is not as mature, I would say as Kenneth in a lot of ways, Clay yeah. is older than him, like six years older. And like those six years between 25 and 31 or however old Clay is, they make a lot of a difference. And I just feel like Kenneth was not ready to do this in this way. I feel like if you are so preoccupied with being a principal or whatever, and you're so concerned about being away from work, then maybe you shouldn't take 10 days off of work. If you and don't feel like you can do that. You know, what's so funny is that... <laughs> Before the next set of episodes had dropped, me and two of my coworkers were messaging about it on Slack. <clears throat> and um, one of my coworkers was like, are y'all watching Love is Blonde? And I was like, yes. Um, and she was like, at this point, I only think one couple is going to make it. And I was like, oh, really? Like, which couple? And she was like, Amy and Johnny. And I was like, oh, yeah, definitely Amy and Johnny. Um, but I was like, I also think Brittany and Kenneth and she was like yeah I don't know about them they just seem very young and mm-hmm. so once we had both gotten caught up on the next set of episodes <laughs> she like went to my message from slack and replied to it with like a little side eye emoji and was like what were you saying I was like I know because she was telling me that she didn't think that they were going to work out because they're both so young so, yeah. yeah yeah and I mean it totally makes sense to me that like they were the couple that fell the first because of the youth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so I just feel like it was just it was just too much yeah and yeah so I I just don't know but yeah Aiden and Clay in general Clay just annoys me he will never not annoy me he just like he talks too much but he doesn't really say a lot (laughs) at times like these whole red light kisses the slurping of the soup he and then did. like randomly putting all the dishes, like busting the table. I was like, was she done eating her food? I think she, listen, when he started doing that, I was like, love it because no, I, I do that. But also I was like, time. was she done? Yeah. I wasn't I, sure there was still food on her plate. So I, I think was she confused. was. I feel like production just like made it look so awkward, so much more awkward than it really was. Um, but also I feel like Clay, like I was saying about James has a very specific image of what he thinks it means to be a partner and yeah. it's saying baby and showing all these little signs of affection. That's cute and all, but that has, that's like 2% of what it means to be mm-hmm. a partner. 
And so I think he's still working through that. And so I feel like, I do feel like some of this stuff is performative right now because like, he's, he's like, this is who I have to be. And yeah. so who I naturally am. And this is how I show up in partnerships. And mm-hmm. I think that he's struggling so much about this next step when it comes to like him being insecure and the fact that he doesn't know if he will be capable of being faithful to one woman because he right. doesn't know how to actually show up as a committed partner. Yeah. And I think too, he talked about that with like all the stuff with his dad and even like all the black men that he would like aspire to be in business, how they are not ever faithful to their women. And so he just hasn't had a lot of those examples, which I totally, totally get. Yeah, And it's just like, there's just, there's just so much going on in his head at all times. And I'm like, my guy, we just got, like, I get that you're taking this very seriously, but I'm like, we also got to take this one day at a time. Like <laughs> you got to just chill, just, just, just yeah. smidge. And so then I think really, there's not a ton going on with them specifically no, really. until we get to this conversation where his mom and sister yeah. come and literally Jalen, I swear to God, Derek's name, that's Jalen, his little sister. <laughs> And I was like, I don't think Jane would ever dye parts of her hair green. But I was like, from the back, they do look very similar with her hair, like naturally done out. And then he was like, and she, your, his mom kind of looks like your mom. Cause you know, she's got like a similar haircut. And I was just like, that's fair. I was like, no, I don't know that my mom would be caping for this dude like this. No, definitely if not. it were, you know, us and a guy, but right. I thought that that whole conversation was really interesting because I didn't realize what he did for work and how their work schedules are so different. And I I don't know if it's just me because I am good at being independent or maybe it's because, you know, I've been with Derek for so long, so I can't remember what it was like at the beginning or because we dated long distance. But I was like, the fact that she gets so bent out of shape about him having to be at work so much is annoying. But I also get that like, yeah, if he has to stay away from me, I would probably be annoyed about that if that was happening regularly, but it's not like he's just away to be away at the same time. So I can see both sides of their argument. But like Derek said, like right before his mom said it, if y'all want to make it work, you're going to figure out how to make it work. And if you don't, you don't. It's been at this point, like 16 days. I know. Give it a, give it time because I do feel like AD was being a little extra. Also, mm-hmm. I didn't realize AD does what she does. So I'm like, uh, yeah, oh, I didn't know about the nightlife part. I just knew the realtor stuff. Because if I was Clay, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I ain't feeling that, you know? Mm-hmm. But like the fact that he allows you to be you in that space, you, she needs to, like his mom was saying, show him that same level of grace. It has literally been two weeks that y'all have known each other. Right. Well, it's going to take time for you all to totally integrate your lives. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, hell, even for you and Derek, I'm sure you guys are still feeling like you're, it's a challenge to integrate at times. Same thing here with Michael. Mm-hmm. Like it just takes time and we can't just push everything to happen all at once. Like, even though y'all yeah. are very potentially in a total of four weeks of having known each other, that doesn't mean everything has to be perfect in that same mm-hmm. time. It's not going to be. No. And like hell, even Derek and I's adjustment, like it was one way when we first moved in together and then we moved to Cortland, it changed. And then we moved to our house, it changed. <laughs> because like, even though we've lived literally on the same fucking street the whole time, like- mm-hmm the routines change when you're in a different space and have different stuff going on. And like, just with me, you know, meeting more people and having more friends or like him now having the second PRN job, like there's just adjustments you have to constantly make, but I think we're better at making them now, Mm -hmm. but also we know 
what the other person needs now in order to be able to do that more easily than like when we first moved in together. So yeah, I feel like they're just, but he also keeps snapping. Yeah. And that's the thing that like turned me off to him to the beginning because when he was snapping like with or like that at her in the pods, I was like, oh no, get the fuck out, AD. Get out now. Yeah. I don't trust that because at the end of the day, I don't like, I feel like to an extent I can support you and make you better, but I don't feel like the sole purpose of us being in a relationship together is for you to be a better person. Correct. Like that feels like so much work. Right. You've got to take ownership over your transformation, your healing, whatever the case may be. Am I here to support you on that journey? Of course. But like, I can't be the one always bringing it to your attention the Mm -mm. way improve not even just for me but for yourself exactly your relationships regardless so yeah it is concerning I really do hope that they work out because again we love to see black love we Mm -hmm. love Clay is really annoying but he seems well-intentioned lovable he is extremely I just could never be in a relationship with him no absolutely not definitely not um yeah but yeah that's them Um, okay Love. You're going to talk about either Amy and Johnny or Chelsea and Jimmy. Let's do Amy and Johnny because that'll be super quick, right? You think so? I mean, honestly, other than the birth control and having kids, what is there to talk about? That's fair. That's fair. Well, you know, the thing is, I would say when they were in the Dominican Republic, not a lot, but I think that whole birth control conversation to me is really interesting because I feel like either Johnny has previously before thought he was trapped and then wasn't, or he's seen someone get trapped because (laughs) the reaction that that man has to potentially having a child that he is not planned for seems a little bit more than like just a normal, like, oh, fuck, that could happen. I don't want it to, but that could happen. Whereas like, I feel like Amy's reaction to that is like, well, it wouldn't be like the worst thing. Like it wouldn't be planned for, but like we could deal. And so I just like, I'm missing something there with his reaction to that. And I think though, did not he allude to something with his childhood and like, so it could be his childhood that he's like, I'm not going to put a kid through that. I could see like that. until I have done everything that I want to do until I feel financially secure in order to be able to provide a child. Because I do think sometimes even when people are like, yeah, it wouldn't be that bad. Kids are fucking work. I Man. can't imagine. Like, I don't think I would ever feel comfortable. Like, unless I'm like Jeff Bezos status, mm-hmm. I can't imagine me ever feeling financially comfortable enough to take care of a child, especially mm-hmm. in 2024. Like mm-hmm. kids need so much Mm-hmm. they need so much emotionally they need so much mentally spiritually physically and it's like am I all there for myself first? Mm-hmm. so like I get it I get it I now, do too that seemed it was a little aggressive I feel like he was at, at times trying to be like pushing his point so like mm-hmm. to make sure you're on my page right right I'm doing this right like right so and like she said Johnny go get a vasectomy that's super easy and, the and reversible and reversible so like right. If you're that concerned, go do that. Yeah, that's what I would say too. But I feel like double up. That's what I said. I was like, is it really that big of a deal? Break on the regular, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is. It was very weird. But again, like, there's got to be something else there that we just don't know. But otherwise, I say things with them were great. Like the bachata lessons were cute. Meeting like her, meeting his friends and family, that was super cute. Like, I just feel like they're set up for success right now same 
outside of like getting on the same page about the, I guess, when they want to have kids thing, because they both want a big family. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I'll be interested to see like when we meet her dad in this next set of episodes, what is going to happen with that? Because I know he is not about this at all. Yeah. Literally at all. And then we got Chelsea and Jimmy. Listen. Oh God. Chelsea and Jimmy are like, I don't even know how to describe it. Mm, mm-hmm. It is so emotionally exhausting mm-hmm. to watch them. Yeah. And really just to watch Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, like, Jimmy just seems like he's reacting to whatever she's throwing yeah. at him that day. You know in that what? moment. Now that you said that, Danielle and what's his name from, were they last season or the season before? Danielle, the really weird white girl who had Nick hair and Nick. Yes. In season two. That is the season two. That was season yeah, two. That's Chicago. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that- Danielle also had some other like mental health things going on that we know about now. So oh, what did she have? No, what does she have going on? Well, I mean, and she trigger warning people. She had talked about how I think while she was there that or maybe like right before she had had like suicidal ideations and shit. Like she was Don't in a very go through a, a cycle. They did. They did. Exactly. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So she had, a, so that whole freak out that she had about him not coming back up. That was not about that. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think they have both since spoken about that, but yeah, so she had some other shit going on. It wasn't just like okay. emotional fertility. Okay. Her volatility, I mean. But yeah, no. Chelsea is just insecure. 1,000%. And. At least as far as I know. But that's what it seems like. I wrote down in my notes. I said, I think the only reason Chelsea said yes to Jimmy, because she knew Trevor was going to propose. She knew she was Trevor's number one. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think she said yes to Jimmy because for the first time in her life, she got chose over now, even though Jimmy didn't know what Jessica looked like, right. she knew what Jessica looked like. And in right. her mind, I got chose over the pretty girl. Yeah, I could see that. And even though Chelsea is not ugly. She's not. She's not at all. Um, there's no telling what her insecurity is, but we definitely know it's there. And it's crazy because Jocelyn sent me a picture on um, Instagram as well that mm-hmm. said the exact same thing and I was like Jocelyn I had to I FaceTimed her and I said I want you to read my notes I said that exact same shit because that, mm-hmm. that is 1000 percent what has happened here yeah and I get too that like even though Chelsea is pretty I get that she may not feel like that I understand especially comparing yourselves to everybody else that you saw in the pods I understand it's just so sad to see her constantly like self-sabotage with Jimmy because I really feel like Jimmy is just trying to be a good partner to her. Yeah. Like, you know, he worked all day. He came down and hung out with her friends who also yeah. seem like a lot. They seem great, but like a lot. A lot. Yeah. I mean, he talked with her about having really good girl best friends and then brought her to meet them so she could see that there was no beef, like anything like that. It's just like, if they could get past Chelsea's insecurities, it feels like they better than most people that I've seen to this point. They would fit really well in each other's lives. You think? I do because their friends get along and that's like half of the battle and, you know, like, she's a flight attendant. He works from home. She wouldn't have to be concerned about, like, is anyone, you know, at my house? Because I have my husband there. It just, it seems like everything would fit. But she just can't get out of her own fucking way. On that note, this is kind of off topic. 
for you all who don't know, I work remote. I last night was telling Michael, I was like, what if we just moved to Puerto Rico? Mm. And he was like, well, how are we going to survive? I was like, off of a firm because Puerto mm-hmm. Rico is technically U.S. territory. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's one of the places that we're legally not allowed to work. And mm-hmm. I was like, I definitely make enough for us in Puerto Rico. You can go get a job at a fucking barista or something, you know, and just chill. How great would that be? Hmm. I mean, yeah, I can visit. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anywho, but yeah, she's extremely insecure and it's really sad to watch. And but <laughs> Jimmy, when Jimmy and because Jimmy, you could tell he was just getting so frustrated with her being so extra. Mm-hmm. And he made the comment about like, you know, um, her being clingy. Oh, yeah, but she is and being clingy. She's so being fucking clingy. clingy. And then he was like, well, if you want to bring up sex, like I could lay off that too. I was like, oh. <laughs> it's sad that was so sad i thought also, it was funny only because chelsea it wasn't being directed at me because if it was being directed at me i would be upset too <laughs> chelsea knew though at this point too that he had seen a picture of jessica yeah but also so, like bitch you know he was going to see her at some point yeah it's and not like jessica why... and y'all don't live in the same place that's the whole point of the show right but that's why i think that that's why I feel like she's just constantly insecure is because she knows in the back of her head. I don't, I don't, I mean, white girl for white girl, y'all all look the same to me, but in her mind, she's probably like Jessica's prettier than I am. And then, you know, you've got Jeremy, whoever told her, told Jimmy that she's a, a Kardashian. Mm-hmm. So she's probably, she probably thinks that about Jessica as well. And then unlike Jeremy though, Jimmy hasn't fucking reached out to her yet. Because you well, saw the preview for the next episode. Well, that, but they, I don't think he reached out to her. I think he just okay. saw her at the barbecue thing in Majigger. Okay. Well, but I'm just saying, it would be different if, like Jeremy, Jimmy had gone and, like, actually done something to make you feel insecure. You just yeah. feel insecure. Yeah. And yeah. dudes are not right. going to just take that. I mean, she should have picked no her. one. No one's just going to take that for an extended period of time. Like, if I can't do anything that makes you feel better. Yeah we're gonna just be done yeah but that's why she should have just went with trevor you're right trevor had eyes for no he had i don't even you can't even call it eyes he had ears for no one else but you literally (laughs) so you could have had felt all the confidence and security and all that shit that you wanted right there with Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. whatever Um, oh my god yeah i can't i literally can't it was how this next set of episodes are gonna go me too because oh, these people are messy i was also gonna say laura getting with jessica to encourage the messiness and look at you laura that's what you get mm-hmm. who got caught at somebody else's house at five o'clock in the morning karma. Karma. that is fucking karma you're right i see why would you do that why would you engage I don't know. because would I don't you want know. somebody to be doing that with sarah and sarah and, and Jeremy? nobody to proxy for her but like <laughs> damn that's fucked up it is it is i can't fuck with you lord just something about Mm-mm. you you're just not moving not in it. a way that a girl's girl moves no um last thing i have to say about love is blind though these men in their spaces i have been bitch Derek and i are talking about jeremy. jeremy what the fuck where could i find a jeremy because she was like his house looks dead i was like no loki it really well, his does house, like, his house looks cleaner than mine and like it I was immaculate yeah. but the thing is though and this is what i told Derek. i was like 
I would hope my house looked like this if I knew I was going to be gone for weeks. Yeah. And I knew that at some point in time, people were going to be coming to look I'm at my home and film that. it. Like, yeah. of course it should look like that. There's yeah. no excuse for it to not look like that. Clay's closet gave me so much anxiety. I feel like Clay's closet is like his brain. Just like, like all the thoughts brain. are just jumbled yep. in there. Yep. 1000%. I was like, sir, you got too much going on in there. But just for them to have dividers, like houses, homes. you yeah. know, and Derek's not so defense have actual plates, cutlery. Yeah. Not so defense, just like having stuff be in a place and putting mm-hmm. it in that place, mm-hmm. keeping it in that place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was just, and Tony's not so defense, having their clothes hung up, not on the kitchen table. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like, wow, there are men like this that exist. Mm-hmm. And they're just all in Charlotte, apparently, <laughs> for some reason. Just didn't get them. <laughs> they may be fuck boys, but they're clean ones at least. <laughs> I just, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The home viewing was interesting. I hate that we didn't get to see everyone's homes. And I know that's probably like a filming like thing yeah. with production or whatever, but I hate that. Cause like, that's always my favorite part of any of those types of episodes is just seeing how other people live. I just love it so much because I'm always intrigued. For I sure. find it very rare that I am impressed with people's homes. Like the way I've been impressed with these men's homes for sure. And like, didn't AD have a bunch of plants everywhere? Was that her? Was somebody else? There was somebody that had a lot of plants. No, it was Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, it was Chelsea. Was Chelsea? I was telling her. Her bedroom was giving me like what the office, our office space is giving me. It was giving me Nashville. Yeah, she had lots of like wide brim hats. She has a lot of hat work. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Interesting. Well, what a robust conversation we've had today. Okay, so Savage AF moments. What are yours? My Savage AF moment. Oh, I didn't pick one from each show. I forgot. That's fine. Um, but from VPR, my Savage AF moment is Ariana calling a spade a spade. And I'm yes. Yeah. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. And also Katie calling Sandoval out by saying, Schwartz, could you explain for him about the New York Times article? That shit was just priceless. Katie knows how to fucking troll like I've never seen anyone troll in my life. And I love it. Have you been listening to Disrespectfully? I really no, don't. but I did I look it, it up. But I love it. I did. I did look yeah. it up. So I'm going to listen to it because I also like Dana too. Yeah, so. it's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For Seth Hospitality, I didn't really have one just because I don't really feel like anyone had like a big bomb drop. I will say Savage AF, maybe Joe statement to Emmy. And how long did AGM last for you? What, two weeks? Yeah, but I just don't like um, Joe. So I wouldn't say it's Savage. But yeah, that's fair. Sleeping with New Land. Yeah, that was funny. like, mm, I'm like, and then he was, he was, he was looking around the room, digging his <laughs> face, like, what percent am I about to throw out here? <laughs> and, and then he, he said 99. <laughs> I was like, well, damn, damn TJ. It was good. Um, it was so good. Yeah. Oh man. Um, traitors. Mine was when CT called Peter out. He's like, no, I'm coming for you. Even though that's not what he ended up doing. I just, I loved every bit of it because Peter really tried to talk his way out of it. And I was like, don't let him do it, CT. Don't let him do it. Oh, it was so good. I'll echo that sentiment. Yeah. White privilege moment. Um, Wait, no, for, for, uh, for Love is Blind. Oh, we didn't have, we didn't talk about that. Oh, 
What's yours for Love is Blind? Definitely for Laura calling Jeremy out. That shit was just funny. Okay, yes. That was classic. Like there was I'll just nothing like there was just nothing else that I thought yeah. was as funny as for that. Sure. And I saw this meme on Instagram and it was like, it's not called Law and Order. It's called Laura and Order. Yeah. Y- yes. Yes. I was like, no, for real. Yeah. Because Laura is not blind. Laura not looked at her locations and said, <laughs> oh, Jeremy's not where he says he was. Right. Crazy. Ooh, loved it. Loved it. Okay. White privilege. Our white privilege moment of the week goes to Tom Schwartz. And his whole existence on Vanderpump Rules. Because when we really? think Yes. Okay. He came on as Katie's boyfriend. True. And really, what value does Tom Schwartz add here? None. None. He, d- he has no storyline outside of Katie and no mm. storyline outside of Tom. Like, mm. this is like, basically, what is it called? Um, nepotism at its mm-hmm. finest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he yeah. literally just has a job because... He keep, and maybe that's why he keeps riding for Tom Sandoval the way he does. But probably he just yeah. literally fell up. Seriously, which happens to a lot of white men, I hear. So mm-hmm. I guess congrats to you. If I were white, I would do. I would use all the white privilege that you all have. So like, props to you for using it. Yes. Um, yeah, that's who it goes to. Yeah, sure. mine just the ultimate right, ultimate white privilege is Tom Sandoval in this motherfucking New York Times article. You don't have the same level of rage about it yet. You will, will. but like. Again, like everyone has said to you, Tom, and I really hope that somewhere out there you're listening to this randomly or you just hear this clip at least. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Sit down. And disrespectfully, as Katie and Dana would say, just stop. Just stop everything altogether. Please stop. Um, For sure. For sure. Um, Also, I'm going to shout out Riley again. Riley, I (laughs) know. I don't know you. um, Don't know anything about you, but... (laughs) my sister is telling me bitch you deserve a fucking emmy so i claps for riley (laughs) well that is it for this week we hope you enjoyed again this super sized episode we will be back next week with our thoughts on season 11 episode 5 any other random fuckery that pops off in the media (laughs) as is per usual apparently with this group um and then we will talk obviously traitors because we got to figure out who's getting banished we're going to obviously keep talking love is blind we only have two episodes to talk about next time thankfully because it's the episodes pre-wedding so those are gonna be nice and messy and then i don't know maybe maybe we'll leave it at that have you started watching summer house at all listen i don't think summer house is one that i can start from the beginning because (gasps) five minutes i was like nope turning it off Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to, I'll try again. I'll try again this week. I will say the first couple of seasons are hard to get through. However, they establish, right. They establish a lot of very fundamental dynamics that Uh are at play in the current season right now, especially with like Kyle and Amanda, because as you will learn, Kyle and Amanda are now married in real time, even though she was just a hookup that he had during that first season. Lindsay is now not getting married to Carl, who is new this season, even though she's currently with this guy named Everett, who they end up breaking. It's it's just a lot of fucking mess, but it won't be as, it won't it's be. not going to be as gratifying. It'll be like people who started watching Random Punk Rules at season Last five. season, exactly. Yeah. It, that's exactly what we'll feel like. It'll still be nice and messy, okay. but it, maybe, maybe watch the first episode of season eight, the most recent season that just came out, 
and see if that piques your interest. And if it does, then go back. Okay. Cause like, let me tell you, the mess is messy and it should, cause also there's some Southern charm crossover that happens. Yeah, cause you know, yeah. Craig is being page. Yeah. Sierra has fucked around with Austin, but so has Lindsay. That was a whole thing. It's just a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully we can get into that, but either way, we're going to be back next Tuesday until then you can find us at Savage Reality Podcast on Instagram. DM us if you have questions or email us at realityforsavages at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We know we say this every week, but it's really, really important in helping people find us. We want to make this so big so that, you know, maybe instead of you moving to Puerto Rico, you can just, or, I mean, you can still move to Puerto Rico, but instead of having to work for a firm, we could just do the podcast and make a living. We want to get there. Help us. Hold on. Por favor. I would never not want to work for a firm, so. Okay, well, whatever. She's going to do both. But yeah, okay. Here we are. Here we are. Stay tuned and we will see you next week. Bye, sister. Peace.